Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. 2,000 years ago, his words came to pass. AD 70, Jerusalem surrounded by armies. The temple destroyed. Sacrifices ceased. The end of the age. So where are we at on the prophetic timeline of history? Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, and that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth. The Revelation Red Pill, the kingdom of God is now. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. back to Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. We are your hosts, Leah and Michelle, and have we got a show for you. You know, I love it when we can get back into kind of the the Revelation Red Pill part of Revelation Red Pill. Yeah, but I don't know if we are. Leah, uh, we're so going into Ezekiel. I don't know. That's as Revelation Red Pilly as it no, gets. No, what I yes, mean. Yes, it is. No, that's not what I mean. Um, I mean that you're going to leave here in a second and... Honestly, the messages that I've been getting from people lately, I don't even know that the, the word that I got today is, you know, about this is supposed to be a regular like a college course teaching. Yes. But when I'm getting messages from my one of our good friends when her and her brother is down at Cincinnati Children's on having issues, um, then I feel like we're failing. No. And other friends are having darkness on them, and I'm getting messages from you guys right and left in need of deliverance. Mm -hmm. Then I want to make sure that we are not glossing over um, the real issues. That's good for a teaching on something. Okay, I get you. I'm following. And so I really wanted to start off with some music. Hmm to break the yoke, but you really need to go. I, so there's only so much we can do. I do. So stick tuned, stay tuned. So when Michelle's back. I'm not going to be here for the whole time. I'll be back in an hour. Michelle's back in a little over an hour. Then we'll see where we're at with that. So I'm going to actually just go on with the teaching that I have for you guys today and pray that as I teach this, that the yokes on your mind and on your brain and the deliverance that you need that's good. Will be broken because revelation is first off the revealing of Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus Christ but the Savior? And if we are not teaching revelation through the lens of victory mm. and how God is moving and can break the chains on your mind, then we're not doing it right. This is not supposed to be just a class on learning history. It's on how we can apply it to today. So as you know, when we do Revelation Red Pill, we do deep dives. So please open up your Bibles. We are going to read Ezekiel, and I do not have a person to come here and read for me. So you're going to hear my voice. What's wrong with your I know. Voice? I almost asked Jason and Corey to see if they wanted to play off of this, but I'm happy to be the you one to speak. You got this. No, I am, I am more than happy to And I'll to be back it. in an hour. And All I'll right. be listening. All right. So we are going to start in Ezekiel. Now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chabar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. So the book of Ezekiel is written as Ezekiel is taken into captivity in Babylon. So is Jeremiah. God sent the children of Israel 
into Babylon as a punishment and as a type and a shadow for what he was going to do in AD 70. God comes in judgment all the time. You're going to find that scripture interprets scripture and allegories interpret allegories. The Lord told me when I was starting for today, starting this teaching for today, tell my people that judgment is coming. You see, in the past 100 years since the Schofield Reference Bible really took off, you've had an abundance of end times prophetic warnings. It's the end times. Things are getting worse and worse. That means Jesus is coming back. Look out for the Antichrist. Did you know that people in the 1850s in Scotland and England thought that they were in the end times? They're dead. They didn't make the world a better place. Did you know that when the Schofield Reference Bible was written in, about in the early 1900s, those people thought that they were in the end times, that Jesus was coming back and the world was getting worse and worse, and that they should pull from society and just wait for Jesus was coming back. Those people are dead. Hopefully they're in heaven, but they missed out on so much. There have been judgments throughout history when God comes in judgment and you feel it. And if you misinterpret that feeling, you're going to think it's the end of all things rather than the end of an age. You see, in the New Testament, often the word world should be translated aeon, age, the end of an age. We are going to see the end of an age in our lifetime. Technology, computers, they're not going to take over. Something, someone more powerful than us is going to stop it. God's judgment has been coming on America for the past 100 years and thus upon the world. World War I, everyone could feel it was the end of the world. It was coming, but it didn't end, did it? It was just a really bad war, and a lot of people died. World War II, Hitler, he must be the Antichrist. One world government. Hmm, not so. The Reagan years, we missed it there too. The demonic advance. And still yet no real repentance. The Lord says, my judgment is coming, just like Ezekiel prophesied the Babylon, Babylonian captivity. The people of God made a covenant with God here in America. Until we return to the ancient past, instead of uh, moving forward with technology and worldliness, the world will continue to get worse and worse. Get on the boat. Get on the ark. Jesus, to lead the Christians to flee Jesus told, told the Christians to flee Jerusalem. And the prophetic word was fulfilled in AD 70 when the Christians fled Jerusalem and they went to a town called Pella and Jerusalem was destroyed. This is a major prophetic fulfillment. Jeremiah told the people not to fight and to go into Babylonian captivity. So what is the word of the Lord in these hours? So Ezekiel is having a vision. If you follow Ezekiel's vision, 
you will see the parallels that John the Revelator is. Uh, I need a key. I can't find it anywhere. Okay, did you check the Jeep? Uh, no. Okay. Check the Jeep cup. Thanks. Mm -hmm. In the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's um, captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chebar. And the hand of the Lord was there upon him. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof was the color of amber, out of the midst of fire. And also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man, and every one had four faces, and every one had four wings. And their feet were straight feet, and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot. And they sparked sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under their wings, on their four sides, and they had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They, not there? Okay. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They went every one straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they had four had the face of a man, the face of a lion on the right side, and they four had the face of an ox on the left side. They four had the face of an eagle. You'll see similarities to this particular beast-like analogy um, in the book of Daniel. And they went, everyone, straight forward. Whether the spirit was to go, they went, and they turned not where they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. Now, I'd like to go to Revelation 4, 7. So if you follow me, and you guys can write some notes, write them down. Heavenly worship. Now, Ezekiel 4. This is John, and find the similarities with Ezekiel. And as I looked up, behold, a door was opened to heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, the, was as it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you things which must come hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, behold, a throne which was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat on the throne was to, uh, to look like, was a look upon like a jasper and a sardine, a, a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow around the throne, and the sight was like an, embro, an emerald. Let's see. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had the heads of crowns of gold. And out of the thrones proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which were the seven spirits of God. And we kind of covered this in um, previous episodes. And before the throne was a sea like crystal glass, and in the midst of the throne, and round about the throne, there were four beasts, four beasts, Ezekiel saw them, and John saw them. Boom. Full of eyes before and behind, the first beast was like a lion, the second beast was, beast was like a calf, and the third beast had a face of a man, and the fourth beast was like an eagle. And the four beasts each had uh, on them six wings with him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that lives forever and ever, and they cast their crowns before the throne saying you are worthy O lord to receive glory and honor and power for you has created all for you have created all things and for your pleasure they are and they were created now isn't that interesting so what ezekiel is seeing is the same thing that john is seeing and you'll find that um these are very similar to um daniel so i wanted to go to 
you're writing these down. So you're in Ezekiel 1. You're in Revelation 4. And we are going to go to Daniel 7, verse 9. And I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. And I just read a little bit more. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. And the judgment was set, and the books were open. So what Daniel is seeing is the same thing that Ezekiel is seeing, and is the same thing that John is seeing. Now, what's interesting is that we're at the throne, and Daniel is seeing what will happen way into the future. Ezekiel was seeing what would happen in his lifetime. And John, in the book of Revelation, is seeing what is happening in his lifetime. And how do I know that John is seeing what's going to happen in his lifetime? Well, Dan in Daniel, we are told, or Daniel's told to shut the words up because the time is far in advance. And it's about 500 years before Jesus came. But John is seeing revelations in the very first verse, Revelation 1.1. 1, 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which, what, which must what? Please, everyone read that out loud. Which must what? I hope you have your Bibles because this is, a, this, is, this is the time when you get out your pens and you do underline. Shortly come to pass. Shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ in all things that he saw. Blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things that are written therein for what? The time is at hand. That word at hand means the time is near and the time is ready. Daniel saw something 500 years in the future and he was told by an angel to shut it up for it. the time was in the future. That was 500 years. The time is at hand means at hand. I'm ready. I'm coming. The same thing for Ezekiel. Ezekiel was told the time is at hand, the time is now. In Ezekiel's lifetime, in John's lifetime, the book of Revelation was completed in John's lifetime. That should not be disputable. The only reason why it's disputable is because there is a false end times teaching that is spreading fear, and it is an antichrist message which keeps you looking around for negativity and bad things to happen and an antichrist to come rather than looking for Christ to manifest in this earth. I'm going to say one more thing. I'm going to say one more thing on the timestamps. John to the seven churches that are in Asia, not to the future churches. Okay. To the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him, which is and which was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits, which are in the throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. That's you and me, by the way. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins by his own blood and has made us kings. You see, he is prince of the kings of the earth and he has made us kings and priests. He's prince of the kings of this earth and he has made us kings and priests. One more time. He is prince of the kings of the earth and he has made us kings and priests. 
Unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever. Amen. Behold, he comes with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. Those who pierced him would see him. No one who pierced Jesus is alive today. This was a judgment upon that generation because they rejected the very Son of God and the message that they were told to look for, which was the kingdom. And what did Jesus preach? Behold, the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is at hand. They knew what that meant. They knew the hour of their judgment would come and that God would separate the wheat, the, the wheat from the chaffs and the sheep from, from the goats. And what does that mean? He was separating those of Israel who were true Israel, who would believe in the Messiah, follow the king. And those who did not, they went to Jerusalem and they were wiped out and they end up in the lake of fire. They've received their judgment. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. All right, let's go a little bit back here to Ezekiel. So um, when you see, when I read... As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man, the face of a lion on the right side, and the four had the face of an ox on the, on the left side, and the four had the face of an eagle. So that is the, ex the exact correlation to Revelation 4, 7. And the first beast was like a lion, the second beast like a calf and ox, uh, the third beast as a face of a man, and then the base, face of an eagle. Do you, are you following me? Okay, we'll put these pieces together. But those are pieces that belong together. Okay, so Ezekiel is seeing the same vision that John is seeing. And guess what? Ezekiel saw this vision of heaven. He saw judgment. And people still continued to be people. John saw a revelation. He saw judgment. And life continued on. It was not the end of the world. It was the end of an age. Okay, where were we? And the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. You see that? God's show up in a flash of lightning. Now, what's interesting is during the time of the Babylonian captivity, there's a worship of Baal. And let me read this here. Ezekiel's name occurs elsewhere in the book only in 2424. Ezekiel is a powerful preacher possessing a deeply introspective and religious nature. Um, he used allegory, vivid figures, and symbol, symbolic actions to reinforce his message. His favorite expression to denote divine inspiration, the hand of the Lord was there upon me, demonstrates how strongly he felt impelled to communicate the message given to him. His preaching was directed to his Jewish compatriots in exile, and like Jeremiah's, it was often resented for it held out little hope for the immediate future. No doubt his message was ultimately received, however, for the exile time, uh, for the exile be became a time of religious purging. In Babylon, the Jews were cured permanently of their idolatry, and Ezekiel, their major religious leader, must be given much credit for that. And I would say that's kind of what happened with John as the Jews were cured of their idolatry. The temple was destroyed never to do sacrifices ever again. In ancient times, people identified their gods with, with observable, awe-inspiring natural phenomenon. So when you see lightnings, clouds, thundering, that is what the pagans would associate with gods and our God actually shows up in those things, especially storms. Baal, the Canaanite fertility and weather God is pictured as standing on a bull, a popular symbol of fertility and strength. The storm cloud was Baal's chariot. 
thunder his voice, enlightening his spear and arrows. So I just thought that that was kind of an interesting thing for you to understand where God is, God is taking the symbology that the pagans use for their gods and Ezekiel is using it to apply to the one true God. Now, uh, verse 15, now, as I behold the living creatures, behold one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures, um, with his four faces, the appearance of the wheels and their work was like unto the color of burl and the four had one likeness and their appearance and their work was as it were a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When they went, they went upon their four sides, and they turned not where they went. As for their rings, they were so high that they were dreadful, and their rings were full of eyes round about them four. And when the living creatures went, and the wheels went by them, and when the living creatures were lifted up from earth, the wheels were lifted up. And whithersoever the spirit was to go, they went. Whither was their spirit to go, and the wheels were lifted up over against them, for the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels." When those wheels uh, went, these went, and when those stood, these stood, and when they were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up over against them, and the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. And the likening, likeness of the firmament was upon the heads of the living creatures, was the color of a terrible crystal stretched forth over their heads above, and under the firmament, firmament were their wings straight, and one toward another, every one had two which covered on one side, and every one had two which covered on that side, their bodies." And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings, like the noise of great waters. And as the voice of the Almighty, the voice of the speech, as the voice of a host, when they stood, they let down their wings. Now, I want to go, I want to back up a little bit. So I want to go to Daniel chapter 10, verse 6. So what we're doing right here is we are, we are using the Bible to make a picture for us and the Bible to interpret the Bible, Okay. This is really how we do revelation. If we don't do revelation this way, we've done ourselves a disservice. Okay, so Revelation or Ezekiel 1.16. Write that down and put an equal sign, Daniel 10.6. Okay? So I'm just read Ezekiel 1.16 one more time. The appearance of the wheels and their work was like unto the color of burl. And the four had one likeness, and their appearance and their work was as it were a wheel in the middle of the wheel. So let's read Daniel chapter 10, verse 6. And Daniel is having a vision. And I lifted up my eyes and I looked. And behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of opaz. And his body was like burl. And his face was the appearance of lightning. And his eyes as a lamp of fire. And his arms and his feet like in color of po to polished brass. And the voice of his words were like the voice of a multitude. Jesus. All right. Then I want to go to... Here we are. Revelation 1.15. Nope, nope, nope. Here we go. And his feet were like unto fine brass, as if they were burned in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of what? Many waters. So the voice of a multitude, a voice of many waters. So we know that Daniel saw Jesus. Okay. And we know that, um, verse 24, here we go. And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings, like the noise of great waters, as the voice of the Almighty, the voice of speech, as the noise of a host. And when they stood, they let down their wings. 
So Jesus Christ had not yet come into being, but he was being. He is expressed image of God, the Almighty. So when Christ speaks, it's a voice of many waters. When God speaks, it's a voice of a multitude, and it's a voice of great waters. What does that even sound like? You know what? So cool is that, get this, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So you will sound like God. You are his hands. You are his feet. You are his voice. And when you are baptized in his fire, you become his voice. Behold a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord. John the Baptist, the last prophet before Jesus. Out of your belly, you know, with the darkness that I know that some of you have been under and the Halloween craziness. I was telling this to my mom. You know what she said? She said, Leah, tell them that inside of them is the power of a thousand suns and nuclear bombs. The voice of many waters. Why does he say the voice is the sound of many waters and then out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that is referring to the power of the Holy Spirit. We can move mountains. We can be his hands and feet and we should be his voice, but we must be pure, clean vessels so that this river flows clean and clear out of our mouths. Can y'all write some of that scripture down for yourself? Lord Jesus, may, my, may out of my belly flow your rivers of living water that flow from heaven because rivers of living water are the voice of God in the earth. The voice of God in the earth. The voice of God in the earth. We are the voice of God in the earth and we have life and we have death and the power of our words. And I speak life over you and not death. And stop speaking life um, to, to the disease. Stop speaking life to all these, these negative things. Did you know that you're actually speaking life to death? And you need to speak death to death and life to life. You're not poor. You're not dumb. You're not stupid. You're not alone. You're not depressed. Stop it. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up a well and cleanse my soul. Spring up a well and make me whole. Spring up a well and give to me that life abundantly. As you can see, my voice is still a little bit raw from talking and singing and praising the Lord. Come on, y'all. We got to start speaking to these dry bones. Can these dry bones live? Yes, ma'am. And they shall. You in a bad marriage? 
Okay, you need to decide. Do I cut and run or do I cut the rug in prayer? Do I start speaking over my spouse all the things that I need to see, all the things that he is in God or she is in the Lord, and I don't give up? You need a word from God. Did you marry a Christian? Did you marry? Did, are you equally yoked? Did you marry the right one? Did you marry too early? Did you marry too late? Did you let the right one get out of the gate? Did you find the right mate? I don't know. I start to I get in the flow of the Holy Ghost. I start to rhyme. Got this question. Did I marry the right one? And what do I do? I get messages. My husband's abusive. He says mean things to me. He says he's a Christian. I've tried to go and get help. No one can help me. We got a choice. You have, you, have, you have two options. God's called you to stay with that person. You're supposed to stay. Paul says, if you can live together in peace, because I'm telling you, if that person is abusive, not really a believer. Okay? So, Paul's talking to people who are unmarried to unbelievers. You are unequally yoked. And if you're called to stay and pray, then we start to speak life. My spouse loves you. They're filled with the power of God. The glory of God flows through them. Lord God, help me to repent of anything, sins, any sins known or unknown. My children are blessed. My children are a blessing. My spouse is a blessing. My spouse loves me. My spouse loves God. There's glory in my home. There's peace in my home. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Any lie that comes in your brain, you rebuke it, you cast it down, and you speak life. And I dare not say, if God has called you to leave, that you should do that. You, you should keep speaking life over something that is obviously dead. If you're being beaten, okay, if you're being abused, you pray about keeping yourself and your kids safe. But if you and the Lord are saying, no, we are fighting for this, this is I'm staying, then you've got to start speaking life. And you got to let the rivers of life flowing out of me. Okay, here we go. Moving on right along. Here we go. Where are we? We are just seeing the glory of God in the firmament. Or verse 25. And there was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads and when they stood and they let down their wings. And above the firmament that was over their heads with the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness and the appearance of a man upon it. Who is the likeness and the appearance of a man upon it? Jesus, who was and is and is to come. Pretty awesome, huh? And I saw the color of amber as the appearance of fire around within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward and from the appearance of his loins even downward. I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire and it had the brightness around. And the appearance of the rainbow. That one's kind of my favorite point here. That is in the cloud in the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and I heard the voice of the one who spake. And here we go back to Revelation chapter 4 verses 3. Come one, come all. To the interpretation of Ezekiel and Revelation, the two most difficult books. Because they describe the glory of God in a way that we can barely understand. That's why they're so hard to understand. When you see it, you know it, you feel it, but it's hard to get down on paper. And after this, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice, which I heard was 
as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither and I'm going to show you things which must come hereafter. I know we just read this. We're going to do this one more time. And immediately I was in the spirit and behold a throne which was set on, on heaven. You do see that Mr. John, the apostle is seeing the same Jesus. That Ezekiel saw. Okay. Here we go. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper sardine stone. And did you know? Don't you know he saw Jesus in the flesh and he knew where Jesus was and that was not who he was seeing in heaven. I don't know. Everybody thinks they're going to see Jesus that walked on earth in heaven. But I don't think we're seeing that dude. Come on, y'all. Because that ain't who Jesus was. That's not who John was seeing. He was seeing the son of man, Jesus, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And he was seeing the same dude that Ezekiel saw. And he ain't saying, you know, that guy here that I hung out with here on earth, you know, that kind of helped us catch some fish and do some miracles. He's describing a very different looking being person. Because the glory of God in heaven is so majestic. And let me tell you something. When you get your heavenly body, people are going to recognize your soul, but they ain't going to recognize your body. Can I get an amen? They ain't going to recognize your heavenly body because John didn't recognize Jesus. He didn't say, that's, that's that Jesus I saw. No, the way he is describing this Jesus the son of man, the king of kings and lord of lords is pretty spectacular. Okay, let's just think about this one more time. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow around the throne and the sight like unto an emerald. A rainbow. Ain't going to steal my rainbow. That's my Jesus rainbow. That's my ancient of days rainbow. That's my God rainbow. That's my father rainbow. That is the, 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 the throne rainbow. It's a throne. It's the king, kings, the Lord of lords. What are we seeing? Who are we seeing? Seeing a rainbow. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face. And I heard a voice of the one who spake. I want to go to Revelation 10.1. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. Now, why would there be a rainbow upon the head of the Ancient of Days, upon the, the head of Jesus, and on the head of an angel? And his face was like the face of the sun, and his feet as the pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set it on his right foot, and he, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth and cried with a loud voice. And when the lion roared and, the, and when he cried, seven thunders under their voices, seven thunders uttered their voices. It's all just absolutely amazing. I'm going to read a little bit more of this. And when the seven, I'm in, I'm in chapter 10 of, of, of a revelation. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, seal up those things, which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. And the angel, which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lift up his hand to heaven 
and swear by him that lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things therein and the earth and the things therein and the sea and the things therein, uh, that there should be time no longer. But in the days of the voice, the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to the servants his prophets. What was it that he had declared to the servants his prophets? What kind of time was ending? Doug Frank did a really cool teaching on time that God is time. And he created time. And now, what's so amazing in that, did you know when we die, we don't die, we are eternal? There's no time. You and I are not constrained by time. Did you know that? You're literally, did you know the second death can't hurt you? You died and rose with Christ. You died here on earth. Hopefully, you died to yourself. You rose a new creature, and there's no time. There's absolutely no time. The servants, the prophets, were constantly looking for the Messiah and the reign of the kingdom. The time of the reign of the king is here. That's the kingdom scriptures that we've preached over and over and over again. Jesus kept preaching, the kingdom is here, the kingdom is at hand, the kingdom is here. If this and this is happening, then you know the kingdom of God is, is, is here amongst you. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. He's reigning and ruling right now. Okay. Back to Ezekiel, or back, yeah, where are we? Come here, Ezekiel. I got stuck in Daniel. Backing up. Back it up, back it in. Let me begin. Okay, here we are. And he said, Son of man, stand upon your feet, and I will speak unto you. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet, that I, uh, that I heard him that spake unto me. And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. Okay. It's God talking, because he says uh, that have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me, even unto this very day. For they are impudent children and stiff-hearted. I do send you unto them, and you shall say unto them, Thus says the Lord God. And they, whether they shall hear or whether they shall forbear, for they are a rebellious house, yet shall know that there hath been a prophet among them. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words. Though briars and thorns be with you, and you do dwell among scorpions. Hold on. I'm going to hold on to that for a second. Do not be afraid of their words. Do not be afraid of their looks, though they be a rebellious house. And you shall speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will not hear, for they are most rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I say unto you. Do not be rebellious like the rebellious house. Open up your mouth and eat what I give you. And when I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me, and a roll of a book was therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without. And there was written lamentations and mournings and woes. So there's several things here, but one of the things that stuck out to me was Corey and Michelle and Jason did an amazing show on the Kingdom Roundtable about deliverance and how to cast out demons. And they spoke about Mark 16, which is one of my favorite chapters when I was in high school. I love this chapter. It literally was my favorite chapter in like the whole Bible, the end of it, the ending of it, because I just felt so empowered. And when he said unto them, go into all the world, verse 15, and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. 
In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Come on. If you want to cast out devils, you better be a tongue talker. Come on now. Everyone's cast out devils. We don't want to be speaking in tongues. They shall take up servants, and if they drink any deadly thing, they shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So I just what I found interesting here is that um, Jesus called the Pharisees vipers and serpents. Ezekiel calls the Pharisees, um, the religious leaders of the day, scorpions. And so when Mark is talking about you shall take up serpents, it means religious leaders. Their words are not going to sting you like a, like a viper, a snake, a scorpion. Because it is their rebellion. People who are in rebellion to God are snakes and scorpions and vipers. And they try to harm the people of God who are speaking the word of God. And God is telling Ezekiel, I know that you're with scorpions. And he says to them, you do dwell around scorpions. Do not be afraid of their words or their looks. And I'm going to say this to you guys right now. Do not be afraid of their words or their looks or the things that they do. They are rebelling. They're rebelling against the fact that we as a nation, and I don't know about the rest of the world. I am only speaking to America. Okay? In this particular covenantal aspect. I do believe there are many Christian nations that make covenants with God. And they have broken their covenants with God to have God's blessings. As Christianity spread west to France, Russia, Poland, Hungary, the UK, Canada, and many South American nations, people made covenants with God and said, we will serve you. Will you bless us? But, there, but these nations have sought idols. And so the judgment is coming, just like the judgment came upon these people, just like the judgment came upon God's people in Israel, in Israel in AD 70. Okay, chapter 3. Let me see. Is that where I want? I don't want to go anymore to that one. Hang on. Hold up. Wait a minute. Put a little love in it. Do, 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 do. Okay, um, Family Force 5. Let's do a couple more on the, just the kind of cross-reverence. So to Ezekiel 1, 28, was talking about the rainbow. Let's write down Daniel 8, 17. So let's go to Daniel. Got a puppy here. You want to lie down? She got a bath today. We had a groomer come and sit in our driveway for three and a half hours. Now they're so clean. In Daniel, when he when Gabriel comes to him, 8.17, Daniel says, So it came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid, and I fell upon my face. So when you're in the Spirit and you are hearing from God, there are, is a time when you are just, um, you see, in Ezekiel 1.28, he fell upon his face. And a lot of people are like, falling out is like, I mean, there is a thing. There is a thing when the glory hits you pretty strong. I'm just saying it's not it's not too weird. I've never, I don't know, I've kind of been in the glory myself, but not necessarily out like that, that some people go there. All right, let's see here. 2-6. Do not be afraid of the near, neither be afraid of their words. Let's go to a New Testament scripture. 1 Peter 3.14. These are some of my favorite things to do with you guys. I hope you're writing these things down. 
But if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are you, and do not be afraid of terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you, as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better... If the will of God be so, that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but being quickened by the Spirit, by which he also went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Come on now, that's a deep topic. Which sometime were disobedient, when the once the long-suffering God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a-preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water, the like figure wherein unto baptism doth now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, I had got a phone call from a pastor who was hosting a um, patriot group, and he got a message from, he got these cryptic emails from a guy asking him, are you tax exempt? I want your 990, which churches don't have. Um, basically he was fishing and the and this pastor looked this guy up online. He's a keyboard warrior, calls all, you know, mega people or conservatives, Nazis. And so he's like, I'm going to support, I'm going to report you because he, he had a Patriot group meeting in church that is being persecuted for righteousness sake. So that's the, the goodness of God drawing people to repentance and persecution. All right. So chapter three, we're going to move on a little bit here. Moreover, he said unto me, son of man, eat what you find, eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. So it's very interesting. He, there's a symbol here. John gets this revelation. He gets a scroll. Ezekiel gets this scroll. Okay. And he's, it's literally going inside of him. He's like eating it so that the word, the very word of God is deep inside of him. Okay. Um, very cool. It's kind of intense. And he said unto me, son of man, cause your belly to eat and fill your bowels with this roll that I give you. Then I did eat it. And it was in my mouth, uh, honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, son of man, go get you to the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. For you are not sent to a people of a strange speech and a hard language, but to the house of Israel. Not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language. Those words you cannot understand. Not, he wasn't called to judge the world. He was called to judge the people of God. Surely, had I sent you to them, they would have actually listened to you. Like with uh, Jonah. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto you. For they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I made your face strong against their faces and your forehead strong against their foreheads as an adamant harder than flint. And I want to go to the scroll. Revelation 10, 9. I hope you're making notes here because these are the deep things if you guys want to see how these things all parallel together. Because it's pretty much every verse. So Ezekiel is given a book. So is John. Revelation 10, 9. And I went into the angel and he said unto him, give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it and eat it up. This is the same thing. John is seeing the same thing going around doing the same thing Ezekiel did. 
Come on now. Okay. Eat it up and it shall make thy belly bitter, but they, it shall be in your mouth sweet as honey. It literally the same thing as Ezekiel 1 and 2. Revelation 10, 9 is literally the same thing as Ezekiel 1 and 2. If you have not read and do not understand and do not have the patience to read Ezekiel, then shut the book of Revelation, please, because you will not get it. It's all code. It's a code, it's a code, it's a code, it's a code, it's a code. And the code is in the Old Testament. It's easy to understand when you know the Old Testament. It is hard to understand in the New Testament because everybody's trying to make things up. Put it in perspective. These are, tr these are not literal things. Come on, y'all. These are allegories. The beast in heaven. Come on. The ox, the lion, the man. The scroll. Did Ezekiel really eat a book? A real scroll? There's these literalists out there, and they're literally stupid. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand, and I ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. But as soon as I'd eaten it, my belly was bitter. Why? Because the word of the Lord, when it comes in judgment, it's bitter. And I've been getting, we've been getting a lot of words that when you receive them, they're so beautiful and they're so wonderful. And when you go to say them, the people hit back so hard. It is bitter. It's bitter. You know, there used to be a commercial with an old lady. And she made this bitter beer face. I can't even do it. But my aunt, I had a great, great aunt, Stell, who looked pretty much old from the time she was like 50. She looked the same age. And she had no teeth. She was a rum runner. She was very much a floozy, and I don't think she was a good person. But anyways, she helped us out a little bit growing up. She made this this face, and we would call it the Aunt Stell face, this bitter beer face. And Scott Casterson has a word that we've gotten, and we've tried to give you guys. And some of you, it's sweet. And for some of you, it's very bitter. But it still is the word of God. And that is the message on fertility, which Scott Kesterson is doing a reverse vasectomy. Did you know, read what Catholics say about vasectomies. It's like a literal mortal sin with them. Why? Because you're marring the very image of God. Women on birth control are taking hormones, and it is in the same vein and principle as people who think they're another gender and they're taking hormones to trick their body into thinking and doing something that it wouldn't naturally do. And men getting vasectomies and women's going in and having people tie their tubes, cut their tubes. This is genital mutilation. It's legit genital mutilation. If you're doing it for um, not to have kids, if you're doing it because you want to change your gender, it is mutilating the very image of God. And that is a sweet word that I receive wholeheartedly. And when I give it, it's very bitter. But I will tell you that the judgment of God is coming upon our nation because of this. Because of the birth control, we talked about this, that did you know birth control was illegal even to sell or talk about it until the 50s in all states? Why? Because you don't mess with the image of God. 
life and death are in the hands of God, and somehow believers knew this forever. I can read you the quotes again if you want me to that I read on, Ma- on our Margaret Sanger episode. I, if you go to our Margaret Sanger episode four or five episodes ago, I think, I don't know if it's episode 26, 27, um, there should be an accompanying blog with it. There is. I found it. It's a little bit hard to find. Um, but there is an accompanying blog, and the, and the quotes are there. Yay us. Yay us for giving bitter words. Yay, Zeke will know. I know what you feel, buddy. Okay. And he said unto me, Son of man, go get you to the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. For you are not sent to a people of a strange speech. Oh, yeah, here we go. But to a house that's not uh, uh, listening. As an adamant harder than flint, have I made your forehead. I feel like sometimes God's giving me a hard head so I can take y'all's hits. Michelle's is a little softer, but it's getting really hard. Okay, but what he's saying is that when the words come, they hit you in your head. And they hurt when they rebel against the word of God that you're trying to give them that's coming straight from heaven. So if you've got family and friends, I know I'm getting your letters. My husband doesn't believe with me. Believe me, I, I was talking to somebody today who's, um, he, she married a Christian. And her husband has a homosexual daughter who got married. And this particular person is having some health issues that she believes is related to the stress of the fact that she thought that when she married this man, they were on the same page saying that we can love her, but we cannot agree with her lifestyle. And uh, he went to her wedding and kind of had a really good time, and she was very hurt by that. And um, I pray that the Lord gives you a forehead, hard as flint, so that when the rebellion and the rebellious words hit you, they don't hurt your head and they don't hurt your heart. Fear them not, and you do not fear them. So here's a great scripture for you. Okay, so Donica Hudson, if you guys need deliverance and we can't get to you, um, we are, Samantha and Stacy are, uh, and John are getting to messages, and so thank you to them. They're a part of our ministry team. Michelle and I are fielding some phone calls and some messages, but we don't have a lot of time to do that. Um, so if you guys need to do self-deliverance, go to donica.org, D-O-N-I-C-A, donica.org. Maybe try hers before you contact us. Go through her program. It's free. This is a big deal. She put up her, she normally charges for this, but for us and for Bards Fest, she made her whole deliverance, self-deliverance program free. And she was going to come on tonight and do a deliverance program with us, but she's not feeling well. So prayers up for Donica and uh, healing, quick healing, whatever's going on with her. But if you go to Donica.org, she has a booklet that you can go through and then three videos, three or four videos to go through. And she has this amazing kind of heart tablet. And on the heart tablet, you write all the lies that you're thinking about you or your spouse or your children. And then you write on on the other side scriptures that correspond with that. So number one, they're hitting me hard and it hurts. Lord God, you, I thank you that you make my forehead like flint. I thank you that I do not fear them, that I am not dismayed at their looks, though they are rebelling against you. I thank you that I don't fear them. I thank you that they can't hurt me. I thank you that their arrows can come at me uh, uh, 
uh, uh, t- 1,000 can fall on my right side, 10,000 can fall on my left side, but this, these, their words and their actions will not come near me. I fear them not in Jesus' name. You've made my forehead like flint. You've made my forehead like flint. I don't fear them. You've made my forehead like flint. They can come at me with their words, but they can't hurt me. They can't touch me. Their words bounce off me. I have the armor of God on. I have the helmet of salvation. I have the breastplate of righteousness. I have the shield of faith. I have the sword of the spirit. Their words can't touch me. These rebellious words, these scorpions, they can't touch me. These snakes that I come up against in the government, in my life, in my family, they can't hurt me. They can't touch me. I don't fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Make your love worthy in my heart. May I be worthy. May I be worthy, worthy, worthy are you. Holy, holy, holy. You be on my heart. Holy God, holy God, holy God. Perfect love casts out all fear. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I will not fear them. If you give me a bitter word, the words that you've spoken to me, many of you, I get your letters. God is giving you words that are like honey in your mouth, but in your belly, when you go to say them to someone else, they are bitter. God says he is going to make your forehead like flint so they can't touch your mind. They can't come after you. They can't come after your mind. They can't come after my mind. Their words just hit. They just, they just boom right off in Jesus' name. I don't fear their words. I don't fear them. Father, your word that went into my soul is going to grow up and produce a lot of fruit. Amen? Though they be a rebellious house, y'all know some rebels without a cause. Not the good kind of rebels. Moreover, he said unto me, son of man, all my words that I will speak unto you, receive in your heart and hear with your ears. Lord God, the words that you are speaking to us today in this hour, whether it's lockdowns, COVID, mass vaccines, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. May we receive your word. May we see it. May we see it and hear it and know it in our hearts. And go, get you to them of the captivity unto the children of your people and speak unto them and tell them, thus says the Lord, whether they're going to hear or whether they don't hear, you tell them. Your family, your friends, I'm praying that when you speak, you got power in you. You speak, you got power and rivers of life flowing out of your belly and their words coming back at you don't hurt. Whether they hear or whether they don't hear, that's not up to you. You just got to tell the truth. And you tell yourself that I am going to tell the truth whether they hear me or not. Then the spirit took me up and I heard behind me a voice, a great rushing, saying, blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. Hmm, that's some good stuff. Blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. Let's see here. We're going to see what this cross-reference is. Acts 8.39. This one I hadn't planned on, but we're going to check this one out. Let's see, blessed. I'm blessed. You blessed? Blessed be the Lord. 8.39. All right. And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart. Okay, I think Philip is running into the Ethiopian. You guys know that story? There's an Ethiopian on his way. He happens to be reading from Isaiah, meets upon Philip. Philip was like, hey, I can tell you what that means. Ethiopian's like, cool. So he tells him what it means. Dude gets baptized. Philip's transported. Do we need cars? I don't know. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went his way rejoicing. 
So that is a cross-reference there, I guess, for Okay. I, okay. The Spirit lifted me up and took me away. Is that, is that the cross-reference there? Yep. Then the Spirit took me up. I'm guessing Ezekiel was really taken up. I think he was. I think he was. Then the Spirit took me up and I heard a voice be a voice of great rushing saying, Blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. I heard Hey Lord. Are you still taking people up? Because I could I could go. I could go. I ain't scared. I'm a little scared. I've always been a little scared. I ain't scared. I'm ready. Take me up for a little bit. Just put me back, back down right gentle-like. Please, Lord. Then the Spirit took me up, and I heard behind me a voice of great rushing, saying, Blessed be the glory of the Lord from this, his place. And I heard also the noise of the wings, the living creatures, that touched one another, and the noise of the wheels over against them, and a noise of great rushing. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in bitterness. And in the heat of my spirit, it was hard to do what he was about to do. But the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. And then I came to them of the captivity of Tel Abib and dwelt by the river of Chabar. And I sat where they sat and I remained there astonished among them seven days. So the question is, did he take Ezekiel up and he took him away and he set him down? by the river Chabar, and he's sitting amongst these people. And it came to the pass at the end of seven days that the Lord of the Lord came unto me. Son of man, I have made you a watchman to the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him not warning, nor you speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked that he turn from not from it and he turn not from his wickedness, he doesn't turn away, he doesn't repent, nor from his wicked ways, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Do you understand that in ancient Israel watchmen were stationed at the city gates? And on the city walls to serve as the eyes of the city. Obviously, the primary goal was to warn of any sort of approaching danger. Isaiah also was a watchman. You see it in Hosea, Jeremiah, all of them prophesying at the same time. Well, for the same thing, not at the same time, but for the same thing. They also patrol the streets at night. Again, when a righteous man does turn from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, she, he shall die because he has not given him warning. He shall die in his sin and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not and does not sin, that he shall surely live because he is warned. Also, you have delivered your soul. And the hand of the Lord was there upon me, and he said unto me, Arise and go forth into the plain, and there I will talk to thee. And I rose, and I went forth into the plain, and behold, the glory of the Lord stood there, as the glory which I saw by the river of Chabar, and I fell on my face. He's 
constantly falling on his face. He's constantly being spirited up into heaven, transferred all over the place. Then the spirit entered into me. Wow. The spirit entered into me and set me upon my feet and spake with me. How cool is that? This is a type in a shadow being filled with the Holy Ghost. Right? So cool. And said unto me, Go, shut yourself into your house, but you, son of man, behold, they will put bands upon you and shall bind you with them, and you shall not go out among them. And I will make your tongue to cleave to the roof of your mouth, and you shall be dumb, and shall not be to them a reprover, for they are a rebellious house. But... When I speak with you, I will open your mouth and you shall say unto them, thus says the Lord God, he that hears, let him hear. And he that forbears, let him forbear for they are a rebellious house. And the whole book of Ezekiel is then Ezekiel basically doing all kinds of interesting things, lying on his side, eating food, cooked over dung, um, or supposed to, um, he's like, he wanted it to be cooked over his own excrement. He's like, please, no. Um, these, these particular warnings that the prophets had, they could not be stopped. They, are, they were sent to happen, okay, to, to warn of the impending Babylonian captivity. But also at the same time, there is a joy that comes and there is um, the, the joy that comes on the other side of the judgment is also prophesied more obviously in Isaiah than in Ezekiel because Ezekiel is in it. He is like literally in it. And he prophesies the slaughter of those who had who committed adultery. For instance, in Ezekiel 9, he cried also in my ears with a loud voice saying, cause them that have charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. And, and behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lies towards the north, and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with a rider's inkhorn by his side, and they went in and stood by the brazen altar. And the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub whereon he was to threshold to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the rider's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and said, A mark. Are you ready? A mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry for the abominations that are to be done in the midst thereof. God has marked you if you are repentant and you can feel and sense what is going to be happening. In Revelation, God marks his own. The mark of the beast is not a number and a chip in your forehead. It is the mark of those who are not going to heed the warning, who are not going to heed the judgments, who are marked, who have taken the mark of the beast. We have taken the mark of God, and that is repentance, and we have heeded the warning of judgment. Those who have decided not to heed the judgment warnings, 
they've taken the mark of the beast. Who's the beast? Well, in Revelation, it was Nero, but the beast represents more than that. I'm going to read a little bit more. And he called to the man clothed in linen, which had the rider's inkhorn by his side, go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark on the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry for all the abominations to be done in the midst thereof, of what's going to happen, the judgments. So everybody that knows that God's going to judge America and is, and is ready for it and is, you know, knows what's going to happen, you have the mark. That's what I'm just telling people. Get the mark of God on your head. And to the others he said, in my hearing, go you after him to the city and smite. Let not your eyes spare, neither have any pity. Do you know when Jerusalem fell, two-thirds of the Jews inside the city died? One-third lived. It was, it was a mass slaughter. Absolute mass slaughter. They didn't have the mark. They didn't have the mark of God, Jesus Christ. Slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women, but come not near any man upon whom is this mark. The mark of the beast is not a chip in your forehead. Say it, say it loud with me. The mark of the beast is not a chip in my forehead. The mark of the beast has nothing to do with the vaccine, although kind of does. And I'll tell you why. Faith. You took a spiritual mark. When you took it, if you took it, but I got good news for you. You can untake it. You can repent. You can turn away from that. Okay. Lord Jesus, let us have the mark on our foreheads in Jesus name. And begin at my sanctuary at the house of God. And they began at the ancient men, which were before the house. And he said unto them, defile the house and fill the courts with the slain. Go you forth, and they went forth, and they slew in the city. This is a judgment of God. And it came to pass, while they were slaying them, and I was left, I fell upon my face and cried, Ah, oh, Lord God, will you destroy all the residue of Israel in your pouring out of your fury on Jerusalem? Then he said unto me, The iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceedingly great, and the land is full of blood, and the city full of perverseness. Does anybody know of a land that's had 50 million abortions and a lot of perverseness? here in America that made a covenant with God. Again, Ezekiel was written and the people are still here. The judgment is coming upon America. But you're going to have kids and kids, kids, and kids, kids, and kids, 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 kids. I don't know for how long, but a while. The Lord has forsaken the earth and the Lord sees not. As for me also, my eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity, but I will recompense their way upon their head. And behold, the man clothed with linen, which had the inkhorn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as you have commanded me. Then I looked, and behold, in the firmament, there was above the head of the cherubims, there appeared over them, as it were, a sapphire stone, as the appearance of the likeness of a throne. Well, that's interesting. And he spake unto the man clothed with linen and said, Go in between the wheels, even under the cherub, and fill your hand with the coals of fire from between the cherubs and scatter them over the city. And he went in with my sight. So this is really interesting because when you um, read in Revelation 8, 5. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and cast it into the earth. 
So these are the same kind of, you're not, uh, let me just explain something. So these, this is the same parallel punishment, okay? And so what happened in Ezekiel is happening in Revelation, okay? And let's just start in Revelation chapter 8. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stood before God, and then were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. So what we're seeing here is that in Ezekiel chapter 3, we're seeing prayers and sighs go up um, to the Lord of hosts. And then we're seeing um, this um, wrath being poured out upon the people and the symbolicness of that wrath are these coals, okay? And we see the same thing happening in Revelation chapter 8. Can you see it? Say with me, I see it. I see it now. This isn't weird. This isn't hard to understand. This isn't the end of times. This isn't the end of all days. This is how God deals with his people throughout history. And he's going to deal with us now. So what's really cool about the book of Revelation, what's really cool about Ezekiel, is that what happened then and what happened in, in AD 70 can happen now. We want it to happen now because what happens when God judges is that he cleans house and righteousness is set up and he rebuilds the ancient past. But he's got to, to use these coals again. So another angel came and stood at the altar having the golden censer and, and, and um, the prayers of the saints um, with the prayers of the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. So the saints are praying for these justice and judgment. And the smoke of the incense, which came up with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hands. And so as we begin to pray to God, the more and closer we get to God, the closer his judgment comes. And this is what happened in Revelation. The prayers of the saints, they wanted God's judgments to come. They weren't praying for the end of the world. They were praying for God's judgment and justice at that time, at that season. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and he cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. Okay, now, these can be real, but this is symbolic to see that this is how the people have always seen the gods move, okay? And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound, and the first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. Really? Hail and fire mingled with blood coming from the sky? Come on. And they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up, and the second angel sounded, and as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast in the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. This is not legitimately this is not this is an allegory okay and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died and the third part of the ships were destroyed now remember with all these thirds dying up and a third part of the sea and a third part of this and a third part of this it represents the fact that things are going to continue on this is not an end of the world okay it's a third not all make make note of that and the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Interesting, right? And the four angels sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten. Now, why? what, what good is the third part of the sun being smitten? 
Okay, you would all life would just die. And the third part of the moon, again, it's not going to work. And the, there's no third part of the moon getting, being smitten. Okay, and, and the third part of the stars. So as uh, a third part of them were darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of the heavens, saying with a loud voice, Whoa, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth, by reason of the other voices of the trumpet, of the three angels, which are yet to sound. Okay, so... I can go to Ezekiel 8.3. And so I'm going to go back to Ezekiel 8.3 with the sensor. Ezekiel 8.3 says, and it, or I'm going to start in Ezekiel 8.1. And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, and I sat in my house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, and the hand of the Lord fell, fell upon me. Then I beheld, and lo, a likeness as the appearance of fire, and the appearance of his loins, even downward, fire. And his loins even upward as the appearance of brightness as the color of amber. So here we are, God, Jesus again. And he put forth the form of a hand and took me by a lock of my head. And the spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem to the doors of the inner gate that looks towards the north. Uh, where the seat of the image of jealousy, which provokes to jealousy, jealousy. And behold, and again, you, you know that that's the, um, there's a, a parallel there to um, Revelation, to the provoking of jealousy. Well, oh, he hello, you jealous? Okay. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there according to the vision as I saw on the plain. Um, let's see, we're going to go back here to Revelation. These are the, the things that we need to be going back and forth on and reading and grasping and understanding. Matthew 18, 10. Hang on. And I've actually been meaning to do this with you guys. This is the kind of stuff that Revelation Red Pilled me, putting this all together. Matthew 18.10. Oh, wait, that makes so much sense. Well, that's not the one I want. Sometimes, it's sometimes it's the right scripture and sometimes it's not. The oh, there you are. There I am. Let's try one more here. Where am I at? Luke 110. I'm not picking you up. <laughs> So this is interesting. So the birth of John is foretold actually when the multitude were praying, uh, multitude were praying at the time of incense. So there was a um, the the time of incense. It was the priest's duties to keep the incense burning on the altar in front of the most holy place. He supplied it with the fresh incense before the morning sacrifice. And again, after the evening sacrifice, ordinarily a priest would have this privilege very infrequently and sometimes never since duty assignments were determined by casting of lots. And so what you have here is uh, in Luke um, 1, 10 saying, and the multitude of the people were praying at the time of the incense and there appeared unto him, it was Zechariah, uh, the, the, the Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. So the temple is really integral to understanding Ezekiel and understanding Revelation and to the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. And Zechariah saw him and he was troubled and he fell on his face. So this, this incense 
the smoke of incense in um, Revelation 8, 4. The smoke of the incense, which came up with the prayers of the saints. Why would it come up with the prayers of the saints and not the prayers of the priest? Because we are now the temple of God. That's really good. And so we can bring up God's judgment in his altar and to the throne of God and for judgment and justice. And that is kind of the essence of why we're doing the Revelation Red Pill is because I want you guys to know that you know that you know that you are now the temple of God, that you reign as kings and priests, and that the book of Revelation can play out upon those who are persecuting you. And you can be safe. You can have your forehead set like flint. The words that they say to you, the things they do to you will bounce off for you in Jesus' name. Does that, is that, am I making sense? Am I, am I putting some things together for you guys? Acts 4, 31. Michelle is helpfully bringing some of these scriptures up, which we weren't able to do because she was, was mom's suggestion. well, I couldn't do both. So Michelle's doing that for us. We're not picking you up. So when the, um, who was in prison here? Where are we at? So Peter and John are in prison. Acts 4.31. And when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. So how do we bring that glory of God that Ezekiel saw, that John saw? We pray. If you're in prison, if you're persecuted, we pray. We bring the glory of God into the place, into the situations that, that the devil tries to, to put us into. Ezekiel saw precisely what was happening in Jerusalem while he was in Babylon. Ezekiel 8 through 11 contains a unique vision of events that were transpiring in Jerusalem. Made possible when the spirit lifted Ezekiel up and brought him in the visions of God to Jerusalem. Elsewhere in the book, an immediate knowledge of events in faraway Jerusalem, he could see he was in captivity in Babylon, but he could see things that were happening in Jerusalem. It's awesome. It appears impossible that Ezekiel in Babylon could have known in such detail events in Jerusalem except by divine inspiration. Can we be transported by God? Philip was, and Ezekiel was. Yes. And Elijah was. So do I need a car? Let me get spiritual. I got to get spiritual enough. Therefore, many scholars are now of the opinion that Ezekiel really prophesied in Jerusalem until the city fell. Hmm. That's how they have to explain things away. The clear statements of the book, however, indicate his presence with the Jews in Babylon when he saw the events taking place in Jerusalem. The date was September 17th, 592 B.C., and Ezekiel was sitting in his house the, uh, in, in, in for, verse, uh, for chapter 8, verse 1. The exiles were permitted to build houses and enjoyed freedom of movement. We are, we are in a crazy time right now where we are seeing un unravel some woes, some lamentations, some judgments, and hopefully some major justice. And I do believe we are going to see that major justice in our, in our lifetimes. But walking in that power, walking in that might, understanding the glory that the Lord is bringing right now is something for us to, to rejoice in and to be ready for. 
So this is actually as far as I've gotten with my revelation. Revelation is equal teaching for now. We're going for an hour and a half on is equal. And I'd actually like to bring in some good news. Okay. You like good news. Love it. All right. This would be more of like, let's say, a Christmas story. But I want to go to Luke. I want to read to you Jesus, uh, the birth of Jesus being foretold. And I want to read to you some corresponding scriptures where Mary and Elizabeth are, are meeting together and some, some cross-reference scriptures in this particular package passages. So the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail thou, art, thou that art blessed and highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at him, saying, and, and, troubled as a saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, and he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give him unto him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob for a little bit. Oh, no. Forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Did you know that when a baby is born and they have crowned him king at whatever age, until he dies or is usurped, he's king. So as soon as Jesus is born, his kingdom is coming. And he is entering into this kingdom. Yeah, that's good. And he's not telling Mary that the kingdom shall be at the end of time. That the kingdom shall be in 2,000 years. This is a prophetic word that her son is king of kings and lord of lords. Jesus is not king. Jesus was not kind of halfway king. That's the way they view him, end timers. He's kind of half king. The devil's the god of this world. He's kind of halfway. So Jesus is kind of half in and half out. Behold, the prince of this world has been cast out. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then said Mary to the angel, How will this be? I don't know any man. And the angel answered and said um, unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you with the power, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also uh, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. This is a sixth month with her, who uh, was called barren. For the Lord, for with God nothing is impossible. Just remember that. What's Ohio's motto? With God, all things are possible. Luke 137. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, I'm here, whatever, whatever you need. Okay, do it. For no word from God will ever fail. Awesome. Then Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, John the Baptist leapt in the womb. Abortion, evil, don't kill John. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake with a loud voice and said, Blessed art you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of the Lord shall come unto me? For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation in my, in my ears, the babe leapt for joy. And blessed is she that believes, 
For there shall be a performance of those things which are told her by the Lord. And this is Mary's song. And Mary said, My soul does magnify the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things. And holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the, in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Now, let's go over some of these scriptures. Isaiah 7, 14. We're going to cross-reference some of, some of what we just saw. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah 7, what did I say it was? 14. 14. Are you in King James, New King James? It doesn't matter. New King James is good. You want to read it? Yeah, well, it's just, I, I had this in NIV, and it's, uh, we're, oh, that's the end of King James. Here. Come on. Where's New King James? There it is. And it's, we're not reading the same thing, so. All right, you want me to read it? Yeah. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For behold, before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both her kings. The Lord will bring the king of Assyria upon you. That's good. Okay. That's kind of all I needed. That's a Jesus prophecy. Now, this is a really interesting scripture, and this is the one that I use to say that kids go to heaven. Know the evil and refuse evil and choose good. Do babies go to heaven? Yes. yes. Do toddlers go to heaven? Yes. yes. There is a point in our lives when we know to refuse evil and choose good. Yep. I don't care what anybody else says. It's right here in the Bible. Jesus himself had a moment of, like this. It was Jesus himself to know to refuse evil and choose good. Right. It's kind of a, it's a moment of accountability. Yeah. When you're, when you're held accountable before God, you are not born sinful. Mm. There is a time when you know what evil is and you have to choose good. I'm just telling you. It's really good. All right. Psalm 132, 11. All right. The Lord has sworn in truth to David. He will not turn from it. I will set upon your throne the fruit of your body. Mm. If your sons will keep my covenant and my testimonies, which I shall teach them, their sons also shall sit upon the throne forevermore. Isaiah 9. We read this one all the time, but we need to read it all the time. 6 and 7. You know what? Just read Isaiah 9. The whole thing? 2, 7. 1 through 7. All right. The whole, the whole chapter. 1 through 7. Okay. Nevertheless, <laughs> the gloom will not be upon her who was distressed, as when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the, the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. 
You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of the harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and the garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forever, for forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Mm. The zeal of the Lord, Lord of the Lord will perform this. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Any end? Little end? Small end? No end. None whatsoever. None in the beginning, none in the end. All right. Jeremiah 23.5. Oh, here we go. We're going to talk about the shepherds. Oops, that's not what I wanted. Hang on, pause. Pause. Back, 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 back. Wrong button. Let's try that. Boom. All right, five. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness. Jehovah Tsikinu. I love that name. The Hebrew knew the Hebrew word for Jehovah, uh, Lord, our righteousness. Jehovah Tsikinu. Um, these particular prophecies, when you see the ones of Jesus, what I had done, he says, um, it starts with in Jeremiah 23 starts, woe be to the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. You have scattered my flock. You have driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings. I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries which I have driven them, and I will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them. What did he say to Peter? Do you love me? Mm, feed my sheep. One more time. I need to get a quicker response there. What did he say to Peter? Do you gape me? And, and then he said, Yes, Lord, I phileo you. And then he said, Then feed my sheep. That's that's the punchline I just wanted you to give. I feed said my feed sheep. my sheep. Okay, that's what, I, I just wanted you to repeat it one more time. Oh, like a little sheep. bit quicker. I, I said, said it as fast as you I literally, as soon as out of your mouth, I said, Feed my sheep. <laughs> feed my sheep. Feed them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this together one more time. So Jeremiah is prophesying. He's prophesying of Jesus coming. This is the prophets. Prophets foretold. Prophets foretold. Prophets foretold. Prophets foretold. Woe to the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep. One thing, Matthew 23, what is Jesus saying to the Pharisees and, and, and everybody there? They ain't feeding the sheep, and they're going <clears> to <throat> suffer. They're the prophetic, the prophetic word, the prophetic word, thank you, the prophetic word, Woe to the Pharisees, Matthew 23. Jesus spake to the, to the multitude of his disciples, saying to the scribes and Pharisees that sit in Moses' seat, do you understand that the great tribulation of Matthew 24 is for the people of the, that were over God's sheep? Guess what? What did you say? I have sheep that are not of this fold. That's you and me. Okay? He had to deal with 
the people who were over the sheep of the fold. Can you guys put two and two together? Or, or am I running past you too far? They got it. Okay. He's literally, when Jesus is taught, when God is talking in Jeremiah 23, he's not talking to Pastor Joe Osteen. Okay. Applies. Although it applies, everything applies, but that's not what he's talking about. He's saying in one day, why is he not talking to Joe Osteen? Because of Jeremiah 23, 6. Five and six, behold, the days come, says the Lord, and I will raise up David, a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. Please stop saying I don't want God's judgment. That's exactly what he is here to do. If you don't want God to do what he's going to do, then go join another God, join another cult. Just go join a cult, okay? Because I'm serving King of Kings. I'm serving the Lord of Lords, and he is set up to be judge and jury and justice of everything so stop it you are standing there begging god not to be god and then you wonder why is everything just so bad in this world well because guess what you are not judge and jury and the supreme court is not really the ultimate court and the judges are all corrupt and guess what we have a judge that's sitting there like this now, let me keep my spots here one two Y'all ready? Y'all ready for me to preside? Sit down. Okay? Let me be who I need to be. But guess what? God can't judge wicked people until we have the prayers of the incense into the heavenly of heavenlies. Do you understand how this go? Okay? The prayers of the saints in the temple reach heaven and then God brings justice and judgment. If you're not asking for him, if you're not in the temple, if you're not hanging out with all of holies, if you don't got rivers of living water flowing for you, through you, the voice of the multitude, blah, 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 we just talked about. God's like, hey, okay, okay, okay. Let's take a commercial break. Commercial break? Or just a subject break for a second. A subject break for it's a second? a good question here. Oh, Lord. From Debbie Daniels. Okay, Debbie Daniels. Debbie says... Hey, girls, I have a question. Okay. I have a friend or an acquaintance that I know that I've met since I've been homeless out here. He is, he has a girlfriend, but he has been driving me crazy about doing porn movies. I'm not into all that, you know. I'm on your side. And I'm trying to tell, or do I tell him I'm not into that, and he's offering me money, and I'm like, no, no, you know I'm married, and I take my marriage very personally, and I just want to try to help him and save him. Any advice that you would do, thank you. Bye-bye. Debbie, I have advice for you. This man is not yours to deliver. Yes, ma'am. Run away. Stop talking to him. Pray for him. But do not engage. Do not talk. When he comes up to you, say, get thee behind me, Satan. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. This is a foul, demonic spirit of perversion. Yeah. Any person that would try to get you to engage in doing pornographic videos, 
Be gone in the name of Jesus. Now, Debbie, you're homeless, so we're going to pray that God give you yes. a home and get you off of these streets. You're not supposed yes. to be with these people. Yes. So, dear Heavenly Father, we lift up, we lift up Debbie to you right now in the name of Jesus. She has a home and she has a calling. She's not supposed to be out on the streets right now in the name of Jesus, so we just call in her home. We call in the deeds. We call in safety and we call in provision right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that you give her discernment and you fill her with your Holy Spirit right now and that you show her that she is the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Jesus, that you love her and that you want the very best for her. So if there's anything in her past um, that still needs to be healed or delivered, and I know that there is, that you wash it as, as white as, as the driven snow. Jesus and Debbie, name. I want you right now to say, Holy Spirit, fill me up. Yes. Cleanse me from all of my sins. Yes. Cleanse me from my past and set me on a rock. Set me on a new path because I only want to follow you in the name of Jesus. Amen. The very fact that you want to help him shows your heart and the fact that you are watching this show right now and you were even asking the question and you're like i, I don't you. think this is right i love you debbie debbie you're right you are right that is that is absolutely wrong and that is the devil yep and um pray for that per pray for that man but don't engage but you don't need to engage in that particular person that's for a man to deliver that's a guy right. who's trying to to solicit you to create por porn and to give you money for that. That would that is an attack from Satan. Yes. And you say, get thee behind me, Satan. Right. And it's probably illegal. Probably in a place that that's illegal. So let's 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 stay on the justice and judgment side. Very good. Yes. Awesome. Well well done, Debbie, for standing up against perversion and darkness and yes. for because I'm telling you what, you start you start to do that, Debbie, your soul will go into a very dark place that it's going to be really hard to get back from. And what you've done is even in asking the question is your soul is saying, help me. And I just rebuke that spirit from coming after you and trying to destroy yeah. your mind and your, and your body. Um, because they wanted fornication and that kind of thing. It, it's the one thing that, that it lets demons in says that we are sinning against God's holy temple. Yeah, that's good. So good call on that, Debbie. Well done. Keep us informed because God's going to set you free. Amen. In Jesus' name. All right. So um, Matthew 23 is a parallel of Jeremiah 23. I'm talking about the uh, woe unto you. Again, um, just maybe verse 12. Whosoever shall exile himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself, exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven, which mm -hmm. means it's available to men at that point. And you don't go in yourself, neither do you allow those around you to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you, de you devour widows' houses. And for a pretense you make long prayer, therefore you shall receive greater damnation. You, that generation, he's looking people in the eye. Just as Jer uh, Jeremiah was talking about literal people that he's dealing with that shut him in a well. Yeah. Threw him at the bottom of the well. Didn't want to hear what he had to say. Okay, that man was persecuted with by real people. And those who persecuted him got punished. And Jesus was saying to those people that were persecuting him and persecuting his disciples and persecuting Christians after them, woe unto you. Yeah, that's good. Woe unto you. Okay, now here's the thing. If you want to say that Matthew 24 is for now, how did God show me where he punished these people? 
Well, he's going to push and punish them with everybody else in the end of times. No, that's not how that works. That's not what he says. He doesn't say, woe unto you and to the he future. He says, this generation shall not pass away. He doesn't say, woe unto you and to future pastors. Hmm. He doesn't say, woe unto you and future shepherds. He's actually just saying to them, woe unto you. Okay? Whoa. Blind guides. It's good. It's, we keep, we're, I have to keep going over this one over and over again. Verse uh, 31. Wherefore, you be witnesses unto yourselves, that you are the children of them that killed the prophets. Boom. Hello. You're the children. I really do not like Joel Osteen. But he didn't kill the prophets. And he's not the children of people that killed the prophets. Because actually his True. dad was a good guy. Okay? That's not for him. And that's not for any of these pastors that you think. Okay? You don't like them. And God's going to bring judgment on a lot of them. But that's not what he, that's who he's talking to at this point. In this juncture. Right. Okay? Uh, fill up you the measure of your fathers. You serpents. You generation of vipers. Again, Mark 16. You shall take up serpents. You, these are the serpents he's talking about. Yep. These vipers, these people, the these religious leaders, okay, they won't harm them. He's warning them, telling them that he's going to protect them when they go talk to these guys. Yeah. They had to go from synagogue to synagogue to synagogue. And he's saying, I'm going to protect you when you're talking to these vipers. Mm -hmm. It's so cool when you get it. I get it. Okay. Mark 16, go into all the world, cast out demons, speak right. in new tongues. Yep. And when you go around the vipers, they're not going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And then he calls these guys vipers. Right. Ding, 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 ding. This is like, catch a, catch a clue. Can you see it? It's so cool when you do. And some of them you shall kill and uh, wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes. And some of them you shall kill and crucify. And some of them you shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. Now, he's saying... He's sending these prophets, these apostles, these evangelists. He's telling them, he's prophesying exactly what happened. Yep. There's The synagogues aren't from city to city anymore. Right. We're not in a place where there's synagogues on every corner. Mm -hmm. Stop with the self trying to self-fulfill a prophecy that's not for you. Because it's really cool that it is fulfilled. Because it's a Christian apologetic. Jesus prophesied that they would persecute Peter, Paul, James, John, Philip, all of them. Okay. He says this one more time. Verse 34. I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes and some of them you're going to kill and crucify. Peter was hung upside down. Yeah, on a cross. Yeah. On a cross. And some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city. Paul was persecuting ah, Christians from one. city to city. I keep pressing the wrong button. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, that that upon you. because here, Come on, one more time. Jesus come save on, me. Come on, one more time. Okay. That upon you, that upon you, you're going to persecute all these Christians. You're going to crucify. Has anybody been crucified lately? Not the last time I Do said. you see it for happening, crucif crucifixions? No. Do you see people being scourged and beaten in synagogues? No. This happened already. Here it comes. It's real. It, you're gonna, it's going to be 8070 the musical. Lame is. Yeah. That was good. Lame is. It happened already. Okay. That upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth. Wait. Who? Come on. This is one generation. Go with me. 
from uh, the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. I love Joel Osteen, but he and uh, he he didn't do that. Uh, he it bothers me to all get out. Okay. I think what you mean is I hate Joel Osteen, but he didn't do but it. But y'all know what I mean. He did not kill Zechariah, son of Berechiah, and, and 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 kill him on a temple of the altar. And quite frankly. Neither did anybody else today, because it already happened. Now they've done other things, but and guess Leah, what? But the Leah, it's going to happen in the future. Somebody's going to do it at some. But point. not this way, and not this, not this particular thing. Yeah, people who persecuted Christians are going to be judged by God, and we need to know that. That if God sees this happen, and He gave justice then, He's going to give justice now. Verily I say unto you all, these. Things shall come upon this generation. And he's looking them in the face. And he says, this is a generation. You people right here. He could literally is saying, y'all people in this room going to get punished by me. Y'all people. Because what y'all have done. Stop making Jesus a liar. He ain't a liar. So you're watching your grandkids. Uh they do something bad. Mm. You say, if you do something bad, you're going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. They do the bad thing. Mm -hmm. And instead of punishing them, you say, you know what? When you have 2,000 years from now, your kids are getting punished for that. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. No. No. Said no God ever. Said no God ever. Did you know the sins of the uh, the fathers just, don't yeah, go down to the sons? Exactly, and their children's teeth are set on edge. We didn't do that. I didn't uh, do it. Okay. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Not oh, world, oh, world. Not oh, America, America. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You that kill the prophets. It's very simple. And you know what's so funny is all these cessationists believe there are no prophets anymore anyways. There are, though. There can't be that many cessationists. They're all, the Baptists are all cessationists and they're end timers. But they're not really, though, in actual practice. And our friend Catherine talks to her about this. She's like, actually, in actual practice, they do believe in all of it. It's just. Well, there's some Baptocostals. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I just saw a flyer today that was literally called a cessationist yeah. flyer. Oh, like, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you that kill the prophets and stone them which are sent unto you. Stone. Stone. Okay. Stone. How often I would have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is left unto desolate. How would that scripture, your house, be left desolate? How was it applied truthfully, and how could it even be applied? I don't know if people, if they think that it literally means a house, like a home, like you live in. It means the temple. It meant the temple. The, the house of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Less, it's been left to you desolate. Was it? Yes. It wasn't even, less, it wasn't even left to them desolate. It was just desolate there was nothing left so it happened yes, it did so it's gonna so so we gotta have a whole new people whole, whole new, new people temple. who killed different prophets more sacrifices and they killed different prophets you know what this reminds me of i'm confused the matrix where at the very, very it end, is the spoiler, matrix spoiler alert at the very very end of the last one you find out that this just happens over and over and over again yeah even the new one i slept through not it. not the newest one i guess okay. i meant the original three Okay. At the very end, when he gets into that like, yeah. computer room, he finds out that he's been there a hundred times. I know. Because the whole life just keeps cycling through. That's what they think. Uh -huh. They think, well, no, 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 no. We just cycle through it all over again. No, yeah. actually, um, once it's happened once, it's not going to happen again.
So um, I'm just going to do you a sneak peek for maybe some new people and go straight into Matthew 24 a little bit. And, And after this... For I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth till you shall say, till you shall say, Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came with him. This has all just happened. He's talking to these Pharisees, these snakes and scorpions. For to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, Don't you see all these things? I'm going to, verily I say unto you, there shall not be left one stone left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Guys. Jesus was pointing to a literal temple and the stones were thrown down. Yep. Stop with your whole, a new temple has to be rebuilt. And then Jesus says, and then they have to be torn down again. Stop it. Stop Stop being so schizophrenic. And this goes with, you don't know what you don't know, because most people that believe like this go along, you know, I know wars and rumors of wars. That's the scripture I know. And so there's wars and there's rumors of wars. And so I know Jesus coming back right now. But you don't know what you have to believe to believe that that's the case. You have to believe that a whole nother temple is going to be rebuilt, that sacrifices are going to start again, and two-thirds of the Jews are going to die. You ain't make no sense. Stop! And you want it to happen. And he sat upon the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? Okay, so they're asking a legitimate question. Okay. Take it back. Oh, was that all you needed? I just needed to lift my chair. Up. Oh, okay. Okay, there, baby. Don't bite. She's she has a bad back, so we gotta change fine. her back. Okay, she doesn't go up a little bit, so go down. There we go. That's a good girl. Okay, we had a groomer here for these two dogs. They smell all awful nice and clean. Three and a half hours for two dogs. It was like four hours. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, it was. All right. So when are these things gonna she happen? Did a great job. And what will be? Yes, yeah, she did. You're so clean and so cute. Bailey is way too big to pick up. I'm just, I'm sorry, Bailey. We love you. Um, What shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? But that's not the end of the world. It's the end of the age. It means aeon. That's what everybody gets confused on. What's going to be the sign of your coming and the end of the, it's aeon. It's age. It's not cosmos. I get that a lot of people, and I, I tend to fall in this group, by the way. You can't just change the whole Bible because everything is misinterpreted and the bad translation. Well, in some cases, yeah. And this is one of them. Yeah. It literally means what will be the end of the age. Yeah, I think it is translated correctly in most um, versions. So let's just see that. My favorite way to do that is to, I think it's a Bible hub. Bible club. You put in I like this from Samuel Sneed on Rumble. The only punishment on their Pharisees' kids will be because of the lies they have continued to tell about Yeshua. But many Jews are coming around to the real Messiah today. One for Israel is doing the, um, I think, doing that. If it happens over and over again, that's a Hindu concept of reincarnation. Mm. They are planning to build the third temple now and bought the cows several years ago. Keep watching as Revelation unfolds. So, Samuel... I don't think we're going to see what you think we're going to see. Revelation's not Revelation unfold. is it's already unfolded. unfolded. That's the whole point. It's done. That's why you're here. That's what you're watching. Yeah. So get this. Follow along, Samuel, because we just read Matthew 23, and now we're reading Matthew 24. Um, what They tell us when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age. NIV, ESV, uh, New King James all says end of the age. It's not the end of the world. So Jesus says, 
all these things just so happen. I'm not going to go over, go over these because we, we did a full on this. But the most important part of this is where he says. And where am I? In? Verse 34. This generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. He says, woe unto you, you generation. He says, he's asking what is going to be the sign. The temple's going to be destroyed and it's going to happen in your lifetime. And it does. And all these things, you guys can see our teaching on Matthew 24. Uh, a couple more from Luke. Because that. And here's the thing. You know why this is all such good news? It is the good news. It's the good news of the gospel. That means that our sole job right now is not sitting here waiting on the Antichrist. It's to expand the kingdom of God until all of heaven invades earth. And wow. Mm -hmm. God comes back for a victorious bride. Not after some sort of, not, not hoovering us out of here. Hoovering us out of here. I always say that this is my vacuum reference. That's fun. That's We're not going to get sucked out of here. Revelation 3, 7. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things says he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that mm. opens and no man can shut, and shuts that no man can open. That's Jesus. He's got the key. He's already got the key. All right. Daniel 2.44, this is one of those scriptures that um, we're, now we're going back to the, to the Mary song and we're doing cross references with Mary's song. If you guys haven't watched the whole Revelation Red Pill, then I'm sorry because we build upon that and I got to do it for, um, so please go back to the beginning, especially watch um, John Darby and the Matthew 24 and that should get you a little caught up. It'll but totally I've, got, I've got some really great scholars with me who can track what we're doing and follow these scriptures. And how cool they are. All right, where are we? 44? Um, yeah, Daniel chapter 2. But let, yeah, let's go start uh, at 42. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to the other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. That's it. Okay. That's it. Listen, he's reigning right now. His kingdom, he reigns right now. It's over. It's done. He's, he's reigning right now. Daniel 7, 14. It says... Oh, then 13. To, okay. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven, he came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, or pause, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Mm. Guys, we're living in that right now. We're not waiting for it to come later. Mm -hmm. Jesus keeps saying the kingdom of God is now. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Mm -hmm. But, Michelle, Leah, why aren't we seeing it? Why isn't everything perfect? Why hasn't every tear wiped away and all this, that, and the other? Because Jesus told us very clearly what the kingdom of God was like. And every comparison that he made was something that starts small and gross. Ephesians 1. And please tell me you're writing down these scriptures. You need to send me back my scriptures to me. 
and you get some sort of prize. I don't know what it is. Cracker Thank Jack you. Box yeah, prize. Ephesians 1, 20 through 22. I hear you guys right now. Well, if I'd known there'd be some prize for writing down the scripture, I would have written them down. There's a prize where you go back and read them. It's a prize. I'm sorry I don't have this written as a blog. Uh, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named. Jesus rules over every name that is named. He rules, say it one more time with me. Jesus, Jesus rules, rules over, over every name, name that, that is named, named, not only in this world, but also that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet. Jesus has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things, over all things over all things which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all so good all in all all in all in all good stuff awesome stuff 27 uh daniel uh 7:27. it takes me a minute to get to them if i could have them ahead of time that would be awesome but that's okay daniel 7 boom 27 and he says then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Mm. Good stuff. Obadiah. Obed. One chapter, so let's go to verse 21. Oh. Oba. Uh, a. You know what? I can spell. It's Jeez. a very small book. Verse what? 21. All right. Here we go. Then saviors shall come to Mount Zion to judge the mountains of Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Mm. Mm. I'm going to start in verse 17. But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions, and the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau for stubble, and they shall kindle in them and devour them. There shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken it. And, the, and they of the south shall possess the mount of Esau, and they of the plain of the Philistines shall possess the fields of Ephraim. And the captivity of the host of his children of Israel shall possess all, that of the Canaanites. And the Savior shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the mount of Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. That's good. That's a, that's a prophetic word there. Micah 4. So the, all of these cross-references, guys... You know, um, Jesus came to fulfill all the laws, the laws and the prophets. So when we're in, um, what is it? What, Micah four. Actually, we have to start in, in three. Chapter four. Micah chapter three. Chapter three. Um, when we're reading these, Jesus came and fulfilled them. That's the whole point, right? Actually, at one point, we're just going to do the whole book of Micah because it all is one okay. big. Okay. And I said. Word. Hear now, O heads of Jacob, and you rulers of the house of Israel. Is it not for you to know justice, you who hate good and love evil, who strip the skin from my people and the flesh from their bones, who also eat the flesh of my people, flay their skin from them, break their bones, and chop them in pieces? Really violent right now. Uh, like meat for a pot, like flesh in a cauldron. Then they will cry to the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time because they have been evil in their deeds. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who make my people stray, who chant peace while they chew with their teeth, but who prepare war against them, who puts nothing into their mouths. Therefore, you shall have night without vision and you shall have darkness without divination. The sun shall go down on the prophets and the day shall be dark for them. So the seers shall be ashamed and the diviners abashed. Indeed, they shall all cover their lips and there is no answer for, for there is no answer for, from God. But truly, I am full of the power by the spirit 
of the Lord and of justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression, transgression and to Israel his sin. Now hear this, you heads of the house of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel who abhor justice and pervert all equity, who build up Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with iniquity. Her heads judge for a bribe, her priests teach for pay, her prophets divine for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, is not the Lord among us? No harm can come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion shall be plowed like a field. Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins and the mountains of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. And then verse, and then chapter four. All right. So next chapter, how do you get there? Here? No, just go type in four, I guess. Oh I don't know. I think there's gosh. another way to do it, but. All right. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days. Wait, 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 wait. But in the last days. It doesn't say that. <laughs> it does in King James. But in the last days, it shall come to pass. And well, I just wanted says, to highlight. come to pass in the last days. Same deal. I, I wanted to highlight that part. It. It's last days. Oh, my gosh. What's happening in the last days? Okay, keep going. Now, it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and he, and we shall walk in his paths for out of Zion, the law shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore, but everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree and no one shall make them afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken for all people walk each in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord, our God forever and ever. So, um, what's interesting is, but in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted of the hills and people shall flow into it. My, uh, Ezekiel 17, 22 says, thus says the Lord God, I will also take the highest branch of the high cedar and will set it. And I will crop off from the top of this young of his young twigs, a tender one. And I will plant it among the high mountain and eminent. That's Jesus. And in the mountain of the height of Israel, I will plant it and it shall bring forth bows and bear fruit and be a goodly cedar. And under it shall dwell all fowl of every wing and the shadow of the branches thereof shall they dwell. And all the trees of the field shall know that I, the Lord, have brought down the high tree and have exalted the low tree and have dried up the green tree and have made the dry tree to flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken it and have done it. Amen. So that's uh, Micah. And so when you see these things come to pass, um, then, then you see the Lord reign. In verse 6, did you read to verse 5? I think I did. Yeah. Verse 6 says, And in that day the Lord uh, says the Lord, I will assemble her that halts, and I will gather her that is driven out, and I will and her that I have afflicted and I will make her that holds a remnant and her that was cast far off a strong nation and the Lord shall reign over them in Mount Zion from henceforth forevermore. Does the Lord reign in Mount Zion, Michelle? Yes, he does. I believe that he does. And forever and ever and ever. Revelation eleven five. Guys, I know that this is a lot of scripture, but I hope that it is seating in you that this is real and we're not waiting on something future. The earth, the whole earth groans and waits for the manifestations of the sons of God. The earth is waiting on us to just walk in it. All wait, right. Five. Wait, no, no, wait. Revelation. 
11.15. All right, Sorry. right here. Seventh trumpet, the kingdom proclaimed. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. I'm sorry, I always say it that way. Mm -hmm. And he shall reign forever and ever. And the can, 24 you, can you say it for real now? The kingdoms oh. of the Lord world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And he shall reign forever and ever. And that is... He shall reign forever and ever. You sing it at Christmas. Right. And you know it's true. And it is true. And then you go down to the end times and now you're like, and he will reign in the future. the beast comes and then the beast takes over for a minute. And he shall reign over them in Mount Zion from henceforth forever and ever. These are scriptures. These are cross-reference scriptures. Um, and thou, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of Zion, unto you shall come, even the first dominion, the kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. The kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. Now, this is kind of a bonus because I want to go to Zechariah 3.10. Because when the prophets interpret the prophets is when it's awesome. Actually, go to verse 8. Hear, O Joshua, the high priest, you and your companions who sit before you, for they are a wondrous sign. For behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch. Whose branch? Jesus. Okay. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon the stone are seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave its in, in, its inscription, says the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, everyone will invite his neighbor under his vine and under his fig tree. What's Micah 4 4? I'll just read it. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and none shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The same exact sentence. The same exact sentence. There's prophets that are prophesying the same thing. I'm going to do one last scripture here. Isaiah 2, 24. All right. No, that can't be it. There's only 22 verses in Isaiah 2. Well, hang on. Isaiah 2, 4. All right. Isaiah Sorry. 2, 2 through 4. Okay, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and he shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn to war anymore so i hope that you guys have seen so many scriptures that match and you see jerusalem coming down from heaven you see the vine you see the fig tree there are so many cross references to the word of god and when you understand um who jesus is he is the breaker uh, he is the uh verse uh Micah 2.13, the breakers come up before them. They have broken up and they have passed the gate and are gone out by it and their king shall pass by them and the Lord on the head of them. He is the branch. He is the, um, the alpha and the mega. He's the beginning of the end. He's full of justice. He's full of judgment and he reigns right now. That is the most important thing to remember is that he is reigning and he's reigning now. And these are scriptures for telling who, and so let's go back again to Luke, 
What did we just read? So I just read a bunch of scriptures with their cross references about Jesus. So when Mary is, um, uh, Luke one, when Mary is prophesying of what is going to happen with Jesus. Okay. And she's saying, um, the song of Mary. Yeah. For he that, for he that is mighty has done to me great things and his name is holy and his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength in his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spake with our fathers to Abram and his seed forever. Um, when he, she, when he is getting the scripture from the angels, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. These are the, 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 the good tidings of great joy that we are to spread over the entire world. The king has come. The Old Testament prophets, the, the end times, false end times theology has sucked mm. all these beautiful, wonderful prophecies of the king who reigns now to the king who only halfway reigns. Mm. And will in the future fully reign. But I have never seen one scripture that says at all he will halfway reign and then he will fully reign. And the only reason you get that is a false interpretation of Daniel's 70 weeks. Mm -hmm. Daniel's 70 weeks are fulfilled. And go watch the video. Honestly, he is yeah. not a halfway reigner. He's a full reigner. Well, do all the kingdoms serve him? Well, we have the hindsight of 2,000 years. Yes. Here's Everybody the, serves God. Everybody serves Jesus. Here's the thing, though. You mentioned Daniel seventies, Daniel's seventy weeks, as if everybody yeah, knows what back. that is. Okay, yeah. guys. This is why we've done Revelation Red Pill, because you don't know what you don't know, and you go along because you believe that people who are smarter than you must have done the Bible study. And if they say that rapture and we are in the last days and the devil's going to come and be unleashed already and that, you know, all this stuff is about to happen, then you just believe it. But you haven't actually done the research. If, if, if you're watching this program right now and we say Daniel 70 weeks and you have no idea what we're talking about, consider the fact that most Christians that believe in modern end times theory, that we're going to get sucked out of here like the rapture and then the devil's going to be unleashed and the mark of the beast and some sort of chip and 666 and all this stuff. Most of the people that believe that garbage, they don't know about Daniel 70 weeks either. They don't know where all this stuff comes from. They don't know the foundation. So that's why I want to encourage you guys to send them the Revelation Red Pill series and start with episode one. I have been getting fantastic feedback from people that have started this series just since Bards Fest and they're binge watching it because there's so much information, especially in the first like 15 to 20 weeks, I would say. Um, those ones, we, we kind of did some, some different types of episodes. Um, they're all amazing. They're all amazing. But I mean, actual like the meat of, okay, what is modern end times theology? What does eschatology even mean? It's the study of the quote unquote end times. A lot of these things you don't know. And when you don't know what you don't know, then you are, you are easily led astray by pastors and preachers and teachers that have gotten up and told you this is what it is, and it's not. So what we have been doing for the past 31 weeks 
is giving you the scriptural foundation so you can know what you what you know with the actual scriptures that back it up and the historical fact for when did this that's why it's called revelation red pill when did the modern end times theory come in and when did we become disillusioned or i guess illusioned now you're becoming disillusioned right um a couple of things while we're waiting on leah to get her guitar the past um the past two weeks since bard's fest have been phenomenal um, if you have missed the shows that we did, the co-shows that we did with Scott Kesterson when he came up here, go and watch them. And I know that these videos are going to go down for the ages and some of you are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Scott Kesterson of Bards FM, we just did Bards Fest with him and he came up here and we did multiple shows that we multi-streamed um, and they were just out of this world. Just so, so good. I'm, I'm going to try to get them up on the website this week because I know none of them are up there. I'm going to try to make that happen. Um... But he was on with us for Revelation Red Pill last week as well. So that's important. The Cantrell family. If you are watching and you know anything about Bard's Fest, please consider donating to their Give, Send, Go. It's givesendgo.com forward slash Cantrell. That's C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L. Clan. C-L-A-N. Cantrell Clan. The Cantrell Clan. You can look it up on Give, Send, Go. They've got 10 kids. They are on a mission for God. They're traveling the country, ministering the gospel, praying for people, laying hands on people. These kids are absolutely phenomenal. And they are, they, their mission is quite literally changing lives. Bards Fest would not have been what Bards Fest was without these children there laying hands on people. Silas, no, not Silas. Um, shoot, I forget which one it was. Stood there and prayed for all of the parents that came up that needed prayer for their prodigal children. I think he did it for like two hours. And a young kid must be like 12 years old. Okay. I'm telling you guys something. This family is very worth um, your donations. So go to givesendgo.com forward slash Cantrell clan. They're in an RV. They are in uh, Kansas city right now. Um, they just found out that they're pregnant with number 11, which we prophesied over them while they're at Bards Fest. I mean, just wild. I can't even imagine. Um, and then the days later we find out that they're pregnant. So glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, Cantrell clan at give, send, go. So that's number one. Number two, this coming Saturday, we are having a revival. And I know this, this video is going down in the, in the, in the annals just for right now, for anybody that's watching live, please come and join us. It's at our neighbor's house. 5463 Wolf Pen Pleasant Hill Road, Milford, Ohio, 45150. The flyer is up on our Resistance Chicks page. I'm, I don't know if it's up everywhere else, but I'm going to try and get it there. We're going to have revival. Um, Lisa Schwartz is coming in, and she is a prophetess. She's a yeah. healer. Uh, she has an amazing, phenomenal ministry. Yeah. If you need a touch from God, we have one viewer, I think Sherry, that just messaged me today saying that she's coming from Detroit, Michigan. So it's going to be a phenomenal evening yeah. lee and i will be doing praise and worship we'll be praying for people just very much looking forward to it so um if you can drive come i think you will get a touch i know you will get touched by god by coming um number two the following weekend uh is the uh, we the people southeast ohio is that right leah mm -hmm. southwest. Um, southwest ohio excuse me i know my directions we the people southwest ohio event um, and that flyer is also on our resistance chicks, Facebook page. It's a two day event. Dr. Alan keys is coming. Coach Dave is speaking. Candace Keller, Leah and myself. 
We'll, do, um, we'll be there for sure on Saturday. We will be there for sure on Saturday, and we will be selling Founders Bibles. Come and get you a Founders Bible. So check that out. You can also go to um, We the People South, Southwest Ohio Freedom Festival Facebook page to find out more. Um, they are it's they have been working so so hard to put this event together. They've got a ton of people. They've they've rapidly been growing this page. This is the first annual mm-hmm. one that they're doing, and I have to say that that. Um, Chris and Brandy have been doing a phenomenal job. So the We the People Southwest Ohio Freedom Festival. Join us next Saturday, um, the 15th. Is that right? The 14th or 15th? 14th and 15th. 14th and 15th. Um, We'll try to be there on Sunday. Not sure, but for sure we're going to be there on Saturday with Dr. Alan Keyes. John Diamond of America Unhinged is going to be there. So it's going to be just a phenomenal day. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, And last but not least, speaking of Founders Bibles. Scott Kesterson asked the author, Brad Cummings, to send 250 Bibles to Bards Fest. And um, there's 150 left over. So. And now we have about 100. We've got about 100, something over. like that still. We will be selling those at our discount that you can actually get. The RC discount. The RC, it's Resistance Chicks discount. If you go to The Founders so it's Bible. 20% off. If you go to The Founders Bible dot com the founders bibles bible singular bible.com you can use promo code resistance chicks and you get 20 percent off if you want to just buy the bibles from us and you live close you can still get the 20 percent no off shipping. with no shipping let me know i can i had somebody i left uh, on the porch they came and picked it up bada and bing, if bada you boom. want a case of eight then you contact me and we'll, we'll we get you a, a little discount. bit of a little extra discount but last but not least this is what i want to say since we have acquired these bibles because Brad Cummings didn't want to ship them home and we liked, I would love to have them at events. We've been giving a lot of them away at our own cost. They're um, not cheap. And they are not cheap. It just to, the Lord, to make, the, to make. To, the, the Lord, the Lord has really quality. The Lord has led on our hearts to, to take out of our own funds and give these Bibles away. Um, if you guys would like to sew into that so that we can give more away, we would much prefer to give these Bibles away rather than sell them. Okay, so if you want to sew into Bible giving, you can go to our PayPal or our Venmo or send a check or whatever and just say, this is for the Founders Bibles. Okay. We have a P.O. Box. We have a P.O. Box 107 Milford, Ohio 45150. Um, And I promise you that we will give Bibles away in your name. If you want to donate to that, just say, this is for Founders Bibles. Give them away, ladies. And we will over the moon excitedly do that. And we'll be led by the Lord. And we will be led by the Lord, I promise you. The promo, the promo code for the foundersbible.com is resistance chicks. Yeah. And I think that goes, um, yeah, you get 20% together off and like, you get 20% it's off. It's like a huge deal. It's a ridiculous. We don't get a kickback really for that. So no. it goes all to you guys and we're happy to do it. Uh, cause I want you all to have one for yep. sure. It, and honestly, it's a great time. This is the last printing of that before the holidays. So they can get sold out. So if you guys want to get like a case or something for your friends and family, this is a really great gift to give away, to give away in that like sixty sixty dollar range that you're you know most people are giving gifts away to their family 65, members. Sixty five, something like that. It's don't quote me on that, but it's twenty percent off of eighty bucks. Yeah, exactly. So sixty four is that right? Yeah, that's like a perfect gift price um, is, for yeah. a lot of fr- family and friends and nieces and nephews and. So yeah, make that happen because that you change the world that way. All right. Uh, also, remember, gold and silver is your friend. Oh yeah, um, ITM Trading. Man, somebody made a big purchase of it the other day, and uh, they were so excited 
that they messaged us right away. They said somebody under Resistance Chicks has um, made a huge transference into gold and silver, and they were like, you guys should That's be really excited. That's a kingdom transference. It is. And yeah. I got a message today, you know, I've been sitting on it, I've been trying to transfer to gold and silver. You can do that. ITM trading is not just gold and silver. They're going to help you to um, decide how much do I put in land, how much did I put in gold and silver, how much did I put in a food storage. And how do you pull out from a 401k? How do you pull out of retirement funds and put it into something that will last? This is the only company that I know that does what they do. Because it's just like what we would help you do. Right. Um, and you can do a free consult like, hey, with them. I'd like to get some land. I'd like to get some chicken. If we wanted like to, to do a, just a like gold and, gold and silver, there's a ton of places that do yeah. that. I want it. We it's it's called a strategy call because they have the whole wealth shield as in this is what you need the strategy for when the poop hits the fan. And guess what? The poop is in the fan and it is spreading right now. If we if we were to send it for us, we'd be like with birch gold or not, not that there's Something anything wrong simple. with that. But um, we want you guys to have a strategy. Don't just go buy gold and silver. Right. Some of you need to buy land. Some so if you, you if you have more than like two or three thousand dollars and you're like, you know what, I'd like to get into gold, call them one eight six six nine five zero seven 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 six one eight six six nine five zero seven 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 six. We're going to be teaching a class on Constitution and the constitutional money with high schoolers tomorrow at a Christian school. I love that Lorraine says, I have gold and silver, but ITM provides knowledge and strategy. Uh, oh, she says, so I'm awesome. talking with Donna at ITM, moving things around. They are so helpful. Thank you, Lorraine. They Go say on that, and get They it, say, girl. honestly, that they'll usually do six phone calls before you actually make any moves. You're mm -hmm. not buying, you're not just calling to make a, like a... It's a free strategy call. You can go, And if you want to learn more, just go to learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks. All the links are in the description of the video. Okay. And last but not least, Vicky Natale. Vicky Natale. Yeah. So, um, this flawless face serum, I have so missed because I haven't had time to do my normal skincare routine because we've been so busy. So I am looking a little, look at it. It's looking, I can't see on the camera. No, it is actually. Um, but I've missed having this and I'm really excited to start using it again because I've just been too busy to take care. I listen, guys, if you've seen me on any of the shows, I'm wearing two things of makeup, eyeliner and mascara. Normally it takes me 10 minutes to do my makeup. It's been taking me 35 seconds. I just don't even have time. I, have I don't no, even care anymore. I have no face makeup on. It's called the sun. That's right. That's really good. All right. So we want to in in with some worship here. Oh, so Lorraine says we're in call number four. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm ready. Can hardly see it. Maybe I should pull it up here. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Hang on, let me pull up the lyrics. Okay. I can't look over there while I'm okay. just pause right there. Okay. Just play a strong little that. something. I don't think that's. I don't think. I think I, you're in the wrong. Key. I would like. To, what is this song even called? Um, this is Gyra. Okay, jeez. Jeez. I thought you were my Christian song girl. First of all, I'm distracted. I'm trying to pull this up, and I got okay. it. Here we go. I think that's a little bit lower. Do you need then I am right now. Wasn't holding you up. Uh, wait, 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 wait. That is not what we sang earlier. Is your capo on there? Yeah, it is on capo. It says capo third threat. Do you want me to bring it down? Maybe it wasn't on... It says capo third third. I don't threat. think that song had a capo when we sure? were singing it. There was one that did and one that did not. So maybe we sang it really low? Probably. That's it. No, that's it right there. Okay. Then I am right now. Wasn't holding you up. So there's nothing I can do to let you down. 
doesn't take a trophy to make you proud and i'll never be more loved than i am right now oh i know what it is what's going on something wrong did you sing did you that should be it okay that's it going through the storm but i won't go down i hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind call me out and you would cross an ocean so i wouldn't drown you've never been closer than you are right now what is going on i don't know this is it this is what we played earlier we played this earlier does not sound right. No, it doesn't. We practiced this earlier. Maybe Why, you can you pull it up the on right the computer? One. And then we printed out the wrong one? I don't know. You are Jaro. No, we're not we're not gonna you go back. We're not we're not gonna go with that one. That was a practice fail. Okay. Somehow the chords didn't print out in the right key, apparently. Something's uh, wrong there. Because those are not right. Apparently. What's the next one you want to sing here? Right rest on us? So here's, you guys are getting our, um... I don't even think this is the right one that got printed out. I'm, I don't think you printed out the right one that I ha sent you. Uh, I did. Okay. But it's really tiny. It is. But I think, th I think this is, I think it would work. Mm. Do you not, do you, do you need to not do all the songs we practiced today? I need I don't to... think this isn't the right one. I see that. So, yeah, I don't know what you're printing out for me. I love you, though, and that's First good. of all, I printed out whatever you sent to me. I don't think I sent you this. Okay. Yes, you did. We did some I really go into great, history. Great. Yeah, where's my Let history? Let me pull up the history here. We could both play it from the same spot right here. So, guys, here's the deal. We're doing praise and worship on Saturday. And I know you guys are like, oh, my gosh, this sounds pretty scary. I know, right? Um, and we have a set of songs that we normally do. And people are, have been asking us to sing some different ones. So we're practicing them. And Leah was thinking, why don't we just practice them for you guys live? And they went really well earlier, actually. All of the songs that we sang. So the history is crazy because y'all have been... We all... Let me see. It would be on your phone, though, right? I love that you guys are so patient with us. I know. So rest on us by Maverick, right? Yeah, but none of that's the right And then we key. need we need the chords. Yeah. That's not how you spell chords. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, it, was it Essential Worship or was it the Ultimate Guitar that we decided on? I think it was the Ultimate Guitar. I think it was too. All right, here we go. But I think it was had a capo. I think it does have a capo. Oh my gosh. I think it was. I'm still in the gyro. I still want to finish that one. Actually. Okay, we'll try that one again. Um, okay, we're good. No, no, you didn't. Spirit, come move. 
the gates let heaven on in come rest on us come rest on us so calm down spirit when you move you make my heart pound when you feel the room you're here and i know you are moving i'm here and i know you will feel me so calm down spirit when you move you make my heart pound when you feel the room you're here and i know you are moving i'm here and i know you will feel me so here we go here singing out on the way home man holy spirit that's what you got to say to the holy spirit you'll come rest on us you're all we want come on man we'll sing it all day long that's a good song we could still do gyra gyra you are enough gyra you are enough and I will be content through every circumstance. Jaira, you are enough. We just gotta find that right chord, the key. And uh -huh. then it's all good to go. That's not the one we were singing, is it? I just need the one. Here we go. There we go. You got it? I hope so. I don't know.
So there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you. I need you to. You gotta do my auto scroll for me. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. To make you proud, I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Going through the storm, but I won't go down. I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind. I call you out, and you would cost a note. It's so high, I can't. I'm sorry. It's not the key we were singing earlier. No, it was not. I can only sing what I can sing. It is. Let's try this without that. It's supposed to be really low and earthy. Then I am right now. Wasn't holding you up. So why is it? I don't know. I don't know what chord it is. I don't. I don't. We know had it at. earlier. It was the E and the G. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I don't know. Y'all are here for the behind the scenes. What? I can only sing what no. I can sing. What is it? What about this one? I got up here right here. No, that's not it. How do you know? Because you. There's that was version two. Now it's going too fast on the auto scroll there. We had to find it anyways. I don't know. Well, well, they're here for it, Leah. Yeah, they're here for it. Do you guys, are, is this boring for you? Yeah. It's not boring. They're being very patient. Chord yeah. E, says Lorraine. Do you know that for a fact, Lorraine? Lorraine, do you play music? We haven't lost that many people. They're still staying. The Lion of Judah. Yes, we should sing. I love I love that song. I haven't made a, I haven't learned that. I have it. Jaira. Bring that other one back. It's, it was so close. It was just some weird chords in there. It wasn't weird chords. Yes, it was. That is not the one that we printed out. I know it. No, I know. Did you try this one? No. If you see an E flat, that's not the right one. It's one. It's going to be one with that capo. Because that's going to be awesome. It's going to be one. No, this one. They want to charge money for this one. It had to be in like the first because I didn't scroll that far down earlier to find it. So there's no E flat. E flat's wrong. E flat, e flat is bad. It's gonna be. So what about B B minor seven A? That's where we're at right now. Oh, well, capo first fret. You're not on the first fret. We were. That's oh, okay. Then I was struggling. Yeah. Never enough. More than enough. So more than enough. It's a really good song when we sing it. It'll be great. You're going to love it. It's going to be worth the wait. Really? Like, wow, I'm so glad that I stayed for this song because it's such a great song that I could listen to on YouTube without you guys, but you're here for us because it's more fun because it's the live music that you're watching back later, five years later, because you've gone through Revelation Red Pill and you're on episode 31. You're going, wow, this even comes with music. Yeah, no kidding. Who knew? I know it's an, it's something with an A minor. Why don't we just oh, transpose up one and transpose see. is a bad idea. Okay, but it only comes. We didn't scroll through pages and pages to get it, and there's only a few options. I know. So something is wrong, Leah. I know. I know. And this is not. So it's not a B flat. I don't remember. Let me have the paper. I printed it off right. Try again. That's not the right one. 
I know I printed off the right one. You just maybe didn't have the capo right or weren't playing it right or something. Something was wrong. Okay. Well, we'll try. We'll try a couple. Which one is cables. that one? We'll try a different. We'll try a couple different cables. On that this. that version isn't even on any of these other ones. I know. I believe this is it. But this is this is key of E flat, which is what it's done in. I think you're just starting the wrong. I think you're just starting it wrong. I think you just need to hear it started. Okay. Than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up. There's nothing I can do to let you down. You would cost an ocean, so I wouldn't drown. Is that it? That, this is what we started out, and okay. you didn't like it. You just started. In the, you started too high. Okay. I'll, I'll never be. No, you did it. Stop. Stop. You're, you're starting it way too high. Slow down. It's praise. It's praise. It's not I'm just telling you. frustrated during I'm praise. I'm telling you that you were starting cannot. it too high. And I'm all right. Well, I, I'll you let you start. start. It. You start it out. Oh. No, you're supposed to be the person who knows all these all these songs, but I know that that's too high. You're just gonna kill yourself. Keep it. Just keep playing. I'll I'll find it. Maybe hit the chorus too. Well, where's the chorus? I don't know. When we hit the chorus, then I might know. We'll be we'll be in the right key if we can get to the chorus. You are enough. You want, was that you me telling telling me not to yeah, sing? Yeah, you just went high. Yeah. sing the beginning part in the right key but that's all right because it's much higher i'll never be more loved than i am right now wasn't holding you up ah you just wait 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 just I'll, wait i'm gonna wait, let wait so stacy says y'all are money you are laughing emojis from lorraine i will be content with every circumstance It's supposed to be lower. Can we record it? They may write that down. Screenshot it. Wait, where's the guy? I Screenshot hear the guy it. in my ear. Where is the where's the where's the guy? He got this really soothing voice. Can we take that capo off that guitar? Save the get rid of the capo. That's not where it's supposed to be though, because the gyro's in the right place. No, it's not. The gyro's was right. Let's try it without the capo. Uh, we did. Cable. It didn't work. Try okay. one more time.
sorry. Turn the page for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'll try to follow over here. You are enough. And I will be content in every circumstance. Jaira, you are enough. Forever enough. Always enough. More than enough.
Then you ask, think, or imagine According to his power Working in us It's more than enough It's more than enough It's more than enough Jaira, you are enough it out show of hands how bad was it we only lost like 10 people oh my gosh that's not that bad and more than enough pastor Devonese in the house my girl oh my in gosh. the house i'm embarrassed for that one <laughs> we're practicing songs we've never done before patience we didn't actually do the right we didn't even try to find Flood this place. 
Father, we enter into your gates with thanksgiving and we enter into your courts with praise. We are gathered together with a body of believers in a church, in an ecclesia that is unconventional and online and not normal. But they show up every week and they show up hungry for your word, Lord God. And I thank you that you are not just feeding them the word but you are feeding their spirit, you are feeding their minds, you are feeding their souls, and you are feeding their bellies. You are providing for them land. You are bringing the prodigals back. You are giving them wisdom and knowledge and understanding in everything that they think and everything that they say and everything that they do. 
You are bringing the lost sheep home and you are equipping these saints for the work of the ministry because where we are headed and we are entering into a moment in time right now where demonic forces are starting to manifest and the body of Christ must be equipped to deal with them. So I thank you, Father God, that this church, this body, this ecclesia that is gathered right now, if you want the fire of God to fall on you right now, say, Holy Spirit, drench me in fire. You are welcome inside of me. I want that second in filling. I want the day of Pentecost in filling. I want to be able to trample on serpents. I want to be able to pick them up and throw them into the lake of fire. I want to be able to cast demons far from my family, far from my community, never to return. I want to be able to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I want to raise the dead. I want to baptize in water. I want to baptize in fire. I want you to say, Holy Spirit, come inside of me. Fill me. Right now in the name of Jesus. Be filled in the name of Jesus. If there is an iniquity in your body, if there is a sickness in your body, reach your hands to the screen. And I know that sounds like some sort of tele-evangelist, but it works. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome here. You are welcome here. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit. If there's confusion about a job right now, whether you're supposed to stay or whether you're supposed to leave, we we proclaim clarity right now in the name of Jesus. See a little girl. Her name's Ashley. She's got a doll in her hands. There's a custody battle for her. In the name of Jesus, we proclaim that she will go to the right place. If you guys have prayer requests, leave them in the chat. Pastor Devaney says there is a shift in the atmosphere. Amen. That's a prophetic word. Patriot Gallery Mama says, Such a man only feareth the eyes of men and knoweth not that the eyes of the Lord are 10,000 times brighter than the sun, beholding all the ways of men and considering the most secret parts, the power that works in us. Amen, Mom. Healing in your bodies. If anybody has a blood disease right now in the name of Jesus, we are cleansing it. You are filled with the blood of Jesus. We bind the spirit of suicide. We cast it down in the name of Jesus. Oh, we send a whole host of angels to children's hospitals. We shut down 
the transgender wing at Children's Hospital in downtown Cincinnati. And if it has to shut down the whole hospital to do it, be done in the name of Jesus. You will no longer mutilate children's genitals. You will no longer confuse them and pump them full of hormones that will cause them to be sick later in life. They are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, we're bringing heaven to us. Yes, we're bringing heaven to us. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. Stephanie says, break the generational curses off of my family and all families. It ends now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Stephanie, your family is free from generational curses. I want you to declare it. Declare it. My family is free from generational curses. They don't just stop with me, but it goes back up, and I'm breaking them upwards in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. No more curses. We curse the curse. Jesus breaks the curse. He broke the curse. And we proclaim justice. We proclaim justice in the situations, and justice will break the curse. There's situations in your life and in your family's life right now where there's been injustice, and that's why how the curse has been able to hang on. So we we are proclaiming justice in those situations, and the curses will break. Devani says, up, up, we go, we ascend as one in your presence. Now, I don't know if this word is for Stephanie because her name is Stephanie Loves Dogs, but before your comment came up, I felt like the Lord was saying that there's someone out there saying, I really need healing for my dog, but I feel like that's stupid. Um, it's not stupid. So right now, if, if you're out there and you were thinking that, I just want you to lay hands on your animal right now in the name of Jesus and say, be healed in the name of Jesus and continue to speak this over your animal. You will be healed in the name of Jesus because a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground and God doesn't know about it. He cares about your animals. Yes, he does. So the Holy Spirit is a comforter. He brings healing powers, miracles, working, working of miracles. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are welcome here. You see, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. And if you want healing, if you want victory, if you want freedom, you got to welcome in. So Chris says, uh, your kingdom come and your will be done, Lord Almighty. The Lord loves the children. Thank you for your justice, Lord. You are the righteous judge. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that you are doing. Amen. Devaney says, prayer for our spiritual leaders to be those that hear his voice and speak his words, that they will not be afraid of their faces, but will speak his words in season and out of season. Amen. Right now, in the name of Jesus, 
We speak to the leaders who have been given your word, but they are scared to proclaim it because they are looking at the faces. The word says, do not look at their faces, but proclaim the word boldly. We speak boldness into our leaders right now in the name of Jesus. You set your face like a flint. It doesn't move. It is hard. Speak his words in season and out of season. Obadiah, here we come. We've got the prophets. Shame that it We overcome. Right now, that spirit of prophecy is coming upon you. you come on, right now. Again. Yes, you guys have words to give. It's like honey in your mouth, but it's mm. bitter in your stomach come on. because you know people might not receive it. But the Lord told Ezekiel, as we read tonight, I have set your uh, your face like a flint. Yes. So when they come at you, they will not harm you and their words will hurt you. So we just release the words right now tonight. We give you boldness. As we speak boldness every day yes and speak your truth stop sitting on your words stop sitting on your words we break the gag job. on your mouth in the name of Jesus Devaney says prayer for oneness in the body of Christ so we will have open heavens for deliverance, healing, and reconciliation in the name of Jesus. We break the division. We break the division in the body of Christ. Come on, by our love. We will heal the division with love. Today be restored. First says, Amen. We stand in faith proclaiming the word of God is truth. The will of God is being accomplished. Patriot Gallery says, Blood comes from the bones. Life is in the bones. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Life, fire in the bones, clean the blood, pure.
hear the sound. That's how it goes. <laughs> I was doing my own thing. I was like, like in the spirit. You're like, let's go back to the chorus. I'm like, I see dry bones, dry I bones, bones rattling, 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 rattling down, rattling coming alive. It's my God if you have some dry bones in your life tonight, I need I you to sing. Do you know that you need anything that he wants to? You got to see it to receive That's it. Right. You got to see it. So if you got a marriage that's broken, if oh, you got children on. that are full of demons, you've got to see and preach. Come to life. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I hear the sound of a child getting off of heroin tonight. Oh, come on. I hear the sound of a husband turning away from pornography tonight. I hear the sound of all racial divisions coming down tonight. I see children coming home to their mamas tonight. I see broken childhood healed tonight. I see finances coming aligned with the kingdom tonight. I see land, I see land, I see land, I see land, I see horses, I see cattle, I see ducks, I see little children, I see kids in muck boots tonight. I see wounds and I see drugs, I see hay, I see children outside playing in freedom. Yes, I see laughing little girls with pigtails. Little boys with overalls on, and I see mamas with baskets of produce overflowing, and they're taking them into town. I see you gathering the eggs. I see you gathering the eggs tonight. I see a ministry birthed. Your prayers go up, they come down. I see somebody down, that's down, having trouble down. reading the word and you're getting really frustrated up, right now in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking down, a desire and a passion up, and an ability to down. stay in the word and stay what reading the word up, right now in the name of Jesus. If you've got trouble reading the word of God, I want you to reach your hands out to the screen right now and say, Jesus, give me a passion for your word and give me the ability to read it. Write it on my heart. Write it in my mind and make me hungry for it. May I not fall asleep while I'm reading the word. I see autistic kids running around and they're bright and the mom is not hungry Stephanie says, I see big family home-cooked dinners with tons of grandchildren. Yes, ma'am. Speak that in the name of Jesus. I see life, I see love, I see life, I see love. I see healed marriages. 
happy husbands just chopping some wood loving to take care of you guys I see diabetes gone in the name of Jesus in your feet blood sugars are all right. no more diabetes evidenced in the feet in the name of Jesus and in the eyes clear eyes clear eyes clear eyes Ooh, that's good. Woo! Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody that stays for that, y'all got a blessing. I got blessed. Yes. All right, so um, you're going to be in town on Saturday. You're going to be here. You're going to be at our neighbor's house. 5463. I'm serious. 5463 Wolf Pen Pleasant Hill Road, Milford, Ohio, 45150, this Saturday, October 7th at 7 p.m. The following weekend, you're going to be at the We the People Southwest Ohio Freedom Festival. You can find it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Two, two days, 14th and 15th. Yeah. Um, Patriot Gallery, oh my gosh, did a phenomenal That's two-part blog. Mom. Patriot Gallery did a phenomenal two-part blog. Uh, high moral standard, the strength of the people, and the Feast of Tabernacles. You can go and watch that on Rumble and everywhere else we have our videos. We are literally right now, guys, this is really important. We are in the Feast of Tabernacles. We are in Sukkot. Um, this is a very, very spiritual time. I can't explain it. I know people are like, oh, all that stuff's passed away. Well, then can you explain why amazing stuff always happens during the Feast of Tabernacles mm-hmm. every single year? Because I can't. Mm. I can't explain it. I know that it does. And so um, it's really, really, really powerful. So we are we are in that right now. So Patriot Gallery goes over that in her blog. I don't know that we have time for another song. No, we're done. Okay, all right. Yeah. We are done. We're going to go. This has been a much longer show than than normal, and that's all right. Um, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, don't forget. Please, 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 if you can and you are able to donate to the Kentrell clan. Give, mm-hmm. send, go dot com forward slash Kentrell. That's two L's clan. If it weren't for their kids, we would not Bards Fest would not have been what it was. No way. Hands down. So as a big giant thank you from Resistance Nation and Bards Nation, let's send them some love. Um and show them that we appreciate them and, and want to further their ministry. Because they are not done being part of Resistance and Bards Nation. So uh Patriot Gallery says we are the tabernacle. Be clean and free from sin, holy and pure. We'll see you right here on Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Brighteon.tv and then for our regular after show um, at 7 p.m. We are shifting our show slightly to the prophetic news instead of headline news. The prophetic news. We're going to try to bring you the prophetic news on what's going on with Andrew McCarthy and the Speaker of the House. That's good. That means, and you know what that means, though. That makes us That means we have to get into more prayer before we do our shows. A little more effort there. Yeah. Not that we don't normally get into prayer, but got to get into more, so. Yep. Okay, we'll see you on Friday. And then don't forget on Sunday for our world news program, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on rumble.com forward slash resistance chicks. Don't forget to follow us. Ring the bell um, so you get notifications every time we go live. We'll see you next time. Did I already say we love you, God loves you, and God bless? If not, you know it. Bye, guys. Oh, my name.